five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday and a very special Thursday. Today, in advance of the Saturday night, Motzei Shabbos, uh, Chanukah Tabayit at TABC, the Torah Academy of Bergen County. We are here at TABC in Teaneck, New Jersey, broadcasting live, meeting some uh, great uh, administrators, faculty members, and students, and having a wonderful time between now at 9 a.m. Thanks so much for tuning in. Plenty more coming up here. If you keep it at JM in the AM at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web at jmintheam.org. And because last time we did a live remote, the only thing that I could think of that I neglected to do was to thank Stan, who's back in our studio. I'll start this morning by thanking Stan who's back in our studio in Jersey City. Welcome to a Thursday. Here's Avramel to kick things off at JM in the AM. Chase away with a stick 
Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, and of course in Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Here we are at TABC, Torah Academy of Bergen County. We'll say hi to some of the early bird students. I guess these are the students who are uh, here very early every single morning. We'll uh, we'll uh, join with them and speak with them coming up. Mark Zamek is here. Good morning, Mark. As, as a board member of the Torah Academy of Bergen County... I can officially welcome you. I'm not stopping to applaud for you. Uh, Thank you very much. Hey, pretty cool. How small or large is that board that you're representing? Medium. It's a medium-sized board. Yeah. I think it's smaller than most school boards, I would guess. It's a very, very active board and vocal board. Wow. So, um, yes, very exciting. So this where is... do you fit into the active and vocal board? I don't know, but I feel <laughs> that two of my uh, my extracurricular activities are converging today in a vortex of uh, confusion <laughs> as being a rep- as being the board's uh, representative and the communication committee's representative here this morning as well as producing the show. So, can I first of all, I thank you because this could this, this could not happen without you. Okay. Um, the Might way, have, but okay. The way you produce JM and the AM is like none other. So I thank you. I'm also going to thank Miriam L. Wallach, who's here. Thank you. 32 minutes from Woodmere. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And I'll thank ZK, our chief engineer. And I'll thank Mayor Furtig, who's here, from the a- JM and the AM staff. And, um, and also a TABC parent. And Stan. And Stan we thanked, and we'll thank him a second time. Um, and Fred. Oh, and Fred is here. Thank you, Fred. And Kenny is here this morning, Thank too. you, Kenny. And according to ZK, both very important people in this process. Yes. So thank you to Fred and Kenny. Um, I, I was going to make you feel really uncomfortable and tell our audience how what kind of key you are to the whole Nachum Siegel Network operation, mm, yeah. but you're just going to be upset. So. Probably. So let's just say we salute you and thank you. Uh, part of it is there's nothing that you could say that would even get close to the reality, <laughs> so there's no point even in trying. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean there shouldn't be an A for effort <laughs> on my part. Not even worth it. Um, we'll meet a lot of people today, and uh, and uh, the the big uh, the big story, if you will, is that this is just a prelude. Saturday night is the big event. Saturday the night is the event. main event. Saturday night is the is it a main event? The I big don't think it is. you don't think so? No. Is the big gathering here in Natinek, New Jersey, when the president of Yeshiva University 
is the keynote speaker and the special guest for the TABC Hanukkah Habayit. Uh, what type of crowd are we expecting on Saturday night? Will the parking lot be full? Will the building be uh I'm sure the parking lot will be full. I am happy to say that that is one event that I am not involved in. Really? Really. So have you heard anything about the board uh, I've member? I've seen have some you... email. Maybe Mayor can speak to it better. I've seen some uh, emails back and forth about some parts of it. We were just – there's a communication committee, a top-notch communication committee. And um, Jamie, the AM staff, is half of that communication committee. Nice. Both Mayor Ferdinand and I are in that, on that committee, as well as the great Susie Greenman-Schwartz wow. and Ellie Rosenfeld. All right. So um, it was funny. There was a, a, um, a meeting a couple of weeks ago. And they were talking about um, publicity, and Ellie Rosenfeld is handling the publicity, and he was telling people what he was going to do. And there were a number of board members who were making suggestions, like, I think you should do this, I think you should do this. And I leaned over to the person sitting next to me. I said, are they really making suggestions to a guy who owns his own advertising agency? <laughs> well, everybody's got a suggestion. Everybody's got a voice. Have you noticed that at some of these meetings? Everybody's got, got an opinion. Unbelievable. Mayor Ferdy, and they're all taken seriously. Mayor Ferdy, good yes. morning. Good morning to you now. So I'll ask you, do we know if the building will be, if the parking lot will be full and the building will be teeming with people Saturday night? I think it's a very safe bet. It's going to be a big event. It, it will. Maybe even a main event. <laughs> yes, maybe. Yeah. And, and um, is, just to make it clear, is this open to the public? Is, are students going to be invited, or is this only parents? How's it working? As far uh, as I know, this is for parents. It is for parents and the public, yes. Right, so so the people students in the will not be in the building. I mean, there'll be a, no, there'll be a couple students. I think there'll be a student video going on. Uh, there'll be a couple of student presentations, but it's not. It's primarily. I mean, the kids are here every day. They don't right. need to, you know. It's but, an uh, event for the parents to celebrate the uh, the, the accomplishment of, of, you know, um, when uh, when Nachobarshansky took over as president of the school a few months ago, he went back and spoke to um, some of the former presidents of TABC, um, and and one of them asked how much money we had raised for the new building, and when he told them how much money he had raised, he said that's just extraordinary. That's unheard of, sort of in. You know, in in TABC history, and um, it also is a, a bigger challenge for us than many of the other schools to raise money. When you think about um, elementary schools, right? So normally, in our community, you could be a parent in elementary school in the same elementary school for an average of 15 years, right? right? Easily. This is a boys' high school, right? Personally, I'm in and out in four years, right? So you have a little bit longer stint. Right. But it's for most families, you're in and out four to six, seven years, and it's a little more, and only half your kids. So certainly um, the the pool of uh, of raising money is definitely more of a challenge. And so far we've been successful enough. We need to be a little bit more successful, not that we're here to do fundraising on the air, but uh, it's, um, it's extraordinary what, what we were able to do. I mean, when you see the building and you see how it was turned around, it really is extraordinary what we're able to do, so... Uh, it is unbelievable. The expansion is, is remarkable, and the way the building has turned out, and the fact that uh, everybody uh, within reason was able to be in here at the beginning of the school year is, uh, right. is a major accomplishment. We had a couple days at the beginning, and the truth is we could have pushed and been in those two days, but there were some safety issues, and right. it was only, you know, we all know what the first two days of school are like, and so Especially it was, this they, year. They did a very good job. Right. Yeah. They really and, did. And, 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 and I'm speaking as a guy who only saw the place for the first time as a prospective parent last year when most of this didn't really exist. Right. And, and, and what for me was 
extraordinary was they did it without, you know, they, they started literally at 10 a.m. the day that the tests were given back when Mr. P said, okay, 10 a.m. is the deadline. Everybody out of the building. Everybody out of the building, <laughs> and everybody's out of the building. And, that's, and that, this is at the end of June. Right. And um, what's the, for me the most interesting thing, and when Adam and I walked through the building at the end of the summer, before it was complete, we got a tour, and there are a number of points, like I find the, the, the hallway outside Mr. P's office, where you know what was here before, and I know where I'm standing in relation to other things I recognize, but yet it's completely unrecognizable. So even the part of the building that was here before, I mean, this room is twice the size. Well, a little bit more, I mean, but the the hallway with the glass walls, I mean, it's hard to describe all of this stuff, all the hallways and lockers. I mean, we were joking online last night. There's no way the Maccabees could have filmed their video in the, <laughs> in the old, old building. building. <laughs> so everybody should now go to the Maccabees video and see the beautiful new building. Um, oh, the, the new video that they put out what, yes. yesterday yeah. is in this is building. This, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't look at, yeah. I didn't realize that. <clears throat> the, uh, the star of the video. <laughs> the story that takes place never takes place in this building. Exactly. But the, I want one of those jackets, though. <laughs> but, <Right>. the, <laughs> but the school itself is, of course, TABC. JM and the AM will meet some of the students coming up because some of the uh, early morning JM and the AM um, young staff members or honorary staff members are students at TABC. We'll introduce them to you coming up and plenty more as we uh, explore the brand-new building at TABC, the Torah Academy of Bergen County, in advance of the beautiful Hanukkah Tabayit celebration that's taking place this weekend right here in Teaneck, New Jersey. This is JM in the AM.
That's Jakob Schwecki. Welcome to a Thursday live from TABC in Teaneck, New Jersey, where Saturday night's Hanukkah Tabayit is open to the public. It's also uh, open to alumni, of course. You're encouraged, if you're an alum of TABC, to come on down on Saturday night and be part of the big celebration. You can go to the website, tabc.org. That's tabc.org. Get your reservation in, get all the information about Saturday night. But it's pretty simple. The brand-new building is where it's going to be, and you're all uh, invited to be part of the Hanukkah Tabayit, the uh, dedication of the building this coming Saturday night with special guest speaker, keynote speaker, uh, President Richard Joel of Yeshiva University. I'm joined by both Yosef and Yoshua Siegel, who all of a sudden, after all these years, seem to uh, look a lot a lot more comfortable at the microphone than they did in past years. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? I think it's time for you to apply to be one of the uh, Teen Spirit hosts. With the level of comfort you seem to have around the radio early in the morning. I hope too soon. Really? Yeah. What would make you think that you'd get the uh, position? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Do you have a uh, Do you have any uh, specific shows in mind that you'd like to do? Any guests that you'd like to uh, interview that you'd like to feature? Um, not sure yet. You're thinking about it. Yeah, it's a work in progress. How about you, Yoshua? Uh, I don't know. Um, you're joined by a, a very special guest, one of our favorite students of uh, TABC. That would be Ariel Foreman. Nice round of applause for Ariel Foreman who's here this morning. Ariel, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? All right. What do you think of uh, 10th grade at TABC? Uh, 10th grade's pretty good. Um, no greater year of your life, huh? Yeah, it's great. New building's great. Can't complain. What is with the new building? Tell me some of the features I should know about as I tour around here. Um, um, the, the new gym- gymnasium. Yeah. Beautiful. How does it look? It's, it's great. Large enough? Oh, it's big. Multi-sports? Uh, certainly. Nice scoreboard? Oh, it's beautiful. Good bleachers? Excellent. Nice concession stand? Uh, <laughs> we're not there yet. We're, we're working on it. And so you're happy with the gym. That's important. It's funny that a 10th grade boy would say the gym, the first thing in the brand new building. Must be a very important component. Yes. What about other features of the building? What else is there that I should know about? There's, There's a... Uh, yeah, sure, please. There's a brand new student lounge. Oh... It's got, you know, ping pong, foosball. Nice. Bunch of computers. That's open to everybody, all grades? Open Wi-Fi. Wow. It's big. That, that was very good thinking on their part to make it really comfortable for the students. What about academically or spiritually? Is there a... The, the new shul, it's it's beautiful. How Hi. many people does it hold? Um, Mr. Zamek before told me before uh, told me that at the open house there were 550 people in the shul. Wow. That's pretty large. Uh, what it holds, I think they're um, 360 seats. Is that what Rabbi Adler said last week? Something like that. Unbelievable. It's a lot of room, a lot of room. Well, that's incredible. How does it compare to the old building? Are you feeling a lot more space? Are you feeling a lot more... You want to hear uh, a little uh, story? Yeah. So what happened was last year, right, you'd walk through the door right over here right in the morning, and just to get into the rows, you know, like you'd have to jump over. So you'd hope you'd show up early. If you showed up 7.55 or 8 o'clock, you were done. You're finished. You couldn't get into the rose, but no uh, movement. Now, now you could walk in. Uh, let's say your bus shows up at Alenu. You know, you're you're fine. Really? It, it's so even toward the end of davening, plenty of room to get it's by. It's spacious. Everyone has like almost uh, you know a full rota for themselves compared to last year. It's, it's unbelievable. So all the jokes about TABC's hallways have now got to stop. Have yeah, you told the, the, the other myth, schools? The myth, the myth is over. Have you? T- well, it wasn't a myth, but uh, <laughs> now it's a myth. Have you right, told fine. the other schools that they have to stop ribbing you guys about the uh, how impossible it is to get by in a TABC hallway? I've not yet, but I'll inform them. No, I think it should be a. Uh, I think it should be a. Um, uh, a public announcement. That the, I, I agree. The ribbing has to end because there's no more space problem in TABC. Ariel, what do you have to say about this? Well, 
I'll tell you, one of my favorite things is definitely the new lockers that they put in. Last year, we had a small little locker. This year, they gave us nice big lockers, a lot of room for our stuff. Hang a coat in there. It's really great. Right, what, does it lo- what do the lockers look like? I mean, when they're full, what do they look like? Are they uh, very, very neat and if organized? If you'd like to see my neck, tra- I don't think you could say that, but it's close. Really? It's, it's no, close? No, it's, it's not that it's close. One, <laughs> it's one huge space, so it's you know it's hard to keep organized. You know, you have books here, you have books there, so you, you toss everything in, and then, you know. You mean it was easier when it was smaller? I don't know if it was I don't know easier. I, but I, like, I like the more room, right? You get to keep more things in there. Right. So the more you can keep in there, the more you just keep on piling up. Well, give me the typical scene. You're, you're your typical 10th grader in the Jewish world, right? Give me. You open up your locker. Tell me what it looks so like. You got, you got your tefillin on top. You, yeah. know, you show some respect for your tefillin. You keep them on the top shelf, right? Right. And then all the lunch containers that I uh, you know, was supposed to bring home that <laughs> night from lunch, they're all in there somewhere. <laughs> And if I'll... They have not been washed out, have they? And the little small containers that have, like, uh, if I'll bring a salad, it'll have the dressing in it, or whatever, whether it's, uh, you know, meat and it'll have some sauce in it, whatever it is, they're all in the locker. <laughs> they have not been washed I out. I have more Tupperware than they own. <laughs> it, it's crazy. <laughs> so, so they're just stuffed in there. Is there anything else? Any room for anything else? With all the space that you have, yeah. is there any room for anything else in There's, there? There's uh, stuff that, like, if you go all the way to the bottom, bottom of the locker, like, there are things from the first night of school. Oh, my gosh. That was a long time ago. That was yeah. months ago. So I actually, last night, I um, I decided to, uh, you know, clean it out a little bit. So I took I took a couple of the containers home. There's still plenty in my locker. Why did you do it last night? Because you knew we were coming? And yeah, we, you we know, may actually I figured, take a glance at it. I wanted to make a good impression on the listeners of Jane Name that, you know, my locker's clean. All right. But, uh, you know. What was it, a halfway effort? Like Also, what happened, so last year, uh, Ariel, who's sitting next to me, right, uh, I, he was kind enough to let me stay at his house last week, right? right. So, um, my clothing, you know. Are still in my locker. But why would that? Why would that? First because, of all, because you like, are so lucky that your mother's miles away from here because I think she's listening. When you when you have when you yeah. have all that space in the new lockers, it's not like when in, like in the old lockers. If you're if you have a lot of stuff in there, you're gonna start emptying it out so right. you have room for your books and everything. Out of necessity. Exactly. But here, you just keep throwing everything in and it just doesn't run out of space. And but, I'm but you, can't, but you can't keep your luggage in there. Like, no, you, you it, couldn't. It, it sounds like you have an extra, I don't know, set of clothing. Yeah, and, I have. Uh, so I have. Uh, um, two polo shirts in there. I have a pair of shorts. I have a pair of sweatpants from the uh, uh, from the Chesed trip last uh, two weeks ago that I still have not brought home. I have. Uh, no wonder your room's so empty at home. Everything's in your locker. I know. I, I think mommy'd rather it all be in my locker than at home. <laughs> that might be the case. So very interesting. I uh, I've learned something here this morning. I've uh, learned a lot. Those those lockers are large enough. I think you could charge about one hundred and fifty dollars a month in Manhattan for uh, rent. I those think lockers. A, I think a little more. <laughs> Even more than There's that. There's a lot of room in those lockers. Unbelievable. So that's one thing. So one of the things we learned, in addition to the gym and in addition to the uh, uh, to the student lounge, the students are very happy with these spacious lockers here at TABC. Yes, Mark. They don't keep white shirts in their locker. Like yeah. What about a white shirt or tie? Yeah. For a That's also in there. There no, are some rubbing. It's not only because when you have a month span, it's hard to you know, keep everything in there. Right. So. Now, there oh, are some the rubbing. Emergency situations, like you walk in Rosh Chodesh morning, like at TBC here, Rosh Chodesh, you have to wear a white button-down shirt and a tie. Right. So there are some rubbing. Emergency, emergency, you show up and you're like, oh, God, where's my uh, you know, white shirt? They'll have some extras. Uh-huh. So you don't have to keep it yourself. They're somewhere else in the building. Yeah, but you, they they uh, encourage you to try to bring one yourself. <laughs> right. They- They'd prefer if you wore one that looks good on you. Yeah, they send out emails to every student uh, making sure that they bring a white shirt and tie. All right.
and anything else about the new building we should know? Like, I don't know, maybe the Beit Midrash or... Uh, Beit Midrash is beautiful. Right. Beit Midrash is great. It probably um, uh, quadrupled the size from last year about. Wow. You know, it was in this small... Uh, sec- now we call it the auxiliary, run- auxiliary lunchroom. Mm. So it's, you know, new tables, new chairs. It's really uh, got on the job done. Is there any department that wasn't taken care of in this whole transformation? I, I don't think so. Everything you needed was taken care of. The difference between ninth and 10th grade for you is, is obvious. Right? Oh, of course. It's, beyond. It's, a wor- it's a world of difference. Yeah, like, I'll give you a nice example. Yeah, I, last year, you're walking in the hallways, right? <laughs> yes. And, like, there were just some times where, like, literally there there may have been, like, 45 people on a pile just trying to get through the hallways. Right? On a pile? Yeah, like, like together. Because, because there's just no way to like, get through like the hallways. Like the entire thing moves at once. Correct. Like you're heading toward the end zone. The whole it's, like, it's like at a concert where, you're, you know, you're surfing the guy. In the it, it, was, it, it was crazy. But now, thank God, you know, walking through the hallways, it's just, it's a pleasure. So one of the detriments to all this is that there are no more excuses in terms of being late to Correct. class. And, but also, TABC, um, they shortened the periods to 30... Eight or thirty-nine minutes. Now, now it's thirty-eight minutes so because so, of the logistics. No, so last year the they building, had, the building has expanded a lot, so they need time between periods. Uh, so and let's say, I, for example, I have gym in the gym period ten, right? right. And then I have mincha period eleven, which are the two total opposite sides. Oh, it's of the like school. walking two city blocks. It's and like downstairs and upstairs. I have to like, I, you know, I, I need a, you know, you need I, I need a car ride. You know, it's not easy. <laughs> How about some golf carts? We can use golf carts in the new building. Yes, yeah, so I, I somehow make it all the way from. The old gym to the shul, you know, I'm out of breath, I'm, I'm panting, and then, uh, you know, thank God with those new comfortable chairs, I'm able to relax a little bit. Wow. That's amazing. That's how large the building is. It's big. It's big. Unbelievable. Um, but that was very practical. They've added time so that you can get around. I love it's it. It's really coming handy. You know, teachers just want to say one more sentence, bell rings. If it was last year, they would have gotten the sentence out. <laughs> and, 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 and what happens now? They're hit by the deadline. No, yeah, exactly. So Bell hits and we're out of there. Yosef Siegel, Yoshua Siegel, Ariel Foreman, all here in our makeshift studio in the Beit Midrash at TABC, the brand-new Torah Academy of Bergen County, getting an interesting perspective on what's happening here at the school. What was the first, from your perspective, what was the first night of the gym like uh, for the first time? So it happened uh, last year, um, excuse me, last week. It was a Tuesday night. Right. So, um... They had, uh, so school ended, we had Marv, and then uh, outside they had a huge tailgating party. All students invited. We all got free uh, TBC t-shirts. Nice. Beautiful, nice yellow t-shirts. The Storm. Uh, yeah, it said Storm in with the TBC logo on the front of the shirt. Um, after that, the TABC Junior Varsity team played Heschel in basketball. Unfortunately, they uh, fell to Heschel, but great game. The uh, starting lineups were all announced. And the uh, atmosphere in that gym was phenomenal. And then, after the JV game, they had a faculty-student um, three-point contest at the half. Mm. Then, the varsity game, uh, TABC hosted the DRS Wildcats. And TABC beat the uh, beat DRS. Very nice. Congratulations, TABC. How many people would you estimate were in the gym that night? There were a lot. Yeah, it was, it all, was the whole standing room only. section was all whole bleachers was full. They set up chairs along the baselines. Any clue how many people fit in that gym? Hundreds, obviously. I, I would say 300 at least. There were, there were a lot of people in that gym. Ariel, what did you think of that night? Uh, that night was rocking. The gym was loud. All the fans were just going crazy. It was a lot, a lot of fun to be right in the middle of that pack, all cheering for our team. Sad that uh, JV lost, but Varsity came back. They played an awesome game. They actually lost to DRS last year, 
in the semifinals. So for them to beat them at home oh. this year, it was a big deal. It was a lot of fun. In the weather center, as yeah. they call it. Very nice. All right, there you have it. Um, welcome to the brand-new TABC 5774. The building is complete. It's beautiful. And uh, as you hear the students mention, they are very excited about it. Anything else you guys want to say? Anybody want to say hello to? Anybody? Uh, anybody? Uh, I, just you go say, ahead. I just want to thank everyone for uh, listening this morning, and I hope uh, everyone who is listening now in their car rides to school, I hope to see them later in school. And what do you say to people about recommending JMDM to others who uh, uh, may I, not know about it? I the think show? it's great. You do think it's, it's good? It's phenomenal. You never phenomenal miss it. Phenomenal work that you do, Dad. <laughs> you never miss it, do you? Uh, I wake up at 5.58. Yeah? Just I, to hear uh, the beginning of the show? Yeah, 5.58. I listen and then, um, you know, uh, listen to the entire show. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on my, uh, you know, my iPhone. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have an <laughs> iPhone. Uh, I listen to the stream all day. But, but don't you have school? I do, but I think Jane name and Nahum Single Network is a little more important than school. And yeah. many teachers understand that. So uh. the, the teachers are understanding about that. Uh, I, I have a feeling I'll be hearing about it at parent-teacher conferences, but I'm glad they're at least understanding about yeah, it. It's, uh, the work you do is just unbelievable. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yoshua, anything you want to add? I think, I think yes, I got all of it. He, got, he <laughs> certainly did. And also just, you know, you see, um, this morning I, uh, I woke, you uh, came into my room around uh, 4.30, was it? Yes, and I was shocked that by 4.35 you were out of bed. It was, it's just unbelievable. I don't know how you do it every morning. It's, it's not easy. And I wake up at 6.34, right? And I think it's, uh, you know, I think, I, th- I think it's hard, but, you know, you see it from the other side, it's much harder. Well, the cold mornings are rough. It was cold this It morning. was cold It took morning. about 10 minutes for the heat to heat up in the car. And it's colder, and it's about 10 degrees colder here than it was where we are. Yeah, so. it's cold. But I will say, the roads this morning, it, it looks really enjoyable to drive on the roads. with. <laughs> well, yeah, that is one benefit. <laughs> I was, there were a lot of cars for uh, five uh, It, it five is New morning. York, so there are a lot of cars, but uh, but a lot less than during the day, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, how did uh, how did Ariel enjoy his visit to Eldridge Street Synagogue, the uh, historic Eldridge Street Synagogue that is uh, internationally noted for its historical significance? How did you enjoy that last week? Um, I'm a big fan. I always love going there because the shul... It's really beautiful, and you don't see so much of that, you know, in the newer shuls because it's much more expensive, and it's probably, you know, a lot harder to get some of the things they do. I, to point out specifically, there is a window over the Aron Kodesh, and it's it's kind of a blue stained glass, and I just I could really look at it all day. I'm a big fan. Very nice. Nice shout out to the folks at the Eldridge Street Synagogue. I like that. I heard they had a nice turnout Tuesday night. Um, Did they have a nice turnout? There was a, yeah, there was a nice uh, speaker there. Right. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you thank for, you for welcoming us. me to TABC. Yosef Siegel, Yoshua Siegel, Ariel Foreman. This is a Thursday morning broadcast, and we'll meet Rabbi Adler, of course, and uh, many other faculty members, students, members of the administration of TABC coming up. Uh, both uh, Adam Zamek and David Fertiger here. And uh, if they want to uh, speak to this audience, they'll have their chance in just a couple of minutes. Keep it right here on a Thursday morning at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM Thursday morning broadcast from Teaneck, New Jersey. We're at TABC, everybody. And I remind you that today is the day that the stunt show uh, will be on both an audio and video form with the big race against the clock. This is the show that we recorded earlier this week when five teams of people, and you may be, not maybe, I think you're going to be very surprised by the results of this. The um, the five groups of people, or five teams, led by uh, Stacey Siegel, Naomi Nachman, Ellie Hagler, and the Gordon brothers, um, were in competition who could build a Manischewitz Hanukkah house the fastest. This happened at the Levi Yitzchak Library out in Cedarhurst. Uh, you'll hear it and see it on our stream and on our site at NachumSiegel.com this afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Time after Sound Advice. I think the results will surprise some people. It was a very, very exciting evening, that I can tell you. Both David Ferdig and Adam Zamek are here as uh, we continue to meet some of the students early in the morning here at TABC in the brand-new building where the Hanukkah Tabayit is going to be celebrated this coming Saturday night. Adam, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. So what's your perspective on this? You've been here for a while at TABC. This must be a very... Uh, a very wonderful innovation to have a building that's easy to get around in and has so many brand new innovations in it. Well, I'm one of the uh, the lucky students in the uh, grade that gets to have two years in the old building and two years in the new building, and right. it's split. So uh, we'll see. So far, I like it. I like the uh, the glass, the windows. There's a lot of windows around. <laughs> well, it makes it look nice. Yeah. Very very you can see through everything. Yeah. It's like X-ray vision. Very decorative. And uh, we spoke about some of the features earlier. What are some of the things that uh, that you'd like to point out about the brand-new building? Well, the, uh, the the three guys on here before mentioned the student lounge. It's right. a, a nice addition. You get to uh, – there's some chairs in there, comfortable chairs, play some ping-pong when you've got a free period or uh, during Mincha, well, after Mincha. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the new shul is uh, nice and spacious. And the base, the base, the base medrash – a lot of room, a lot of room. Is this a nice place to come to in general every morning? Like, how would you uh, describe the experience of being in school at TABC? Well, uh, no student really wants to get into school in the morning, but I think this is the, the greatest you could possibly want to, to uh, be in this nice building. They really uh, put, it, put, put everything out there, and, you know, I think the students really enjoy it. So nobody wants to go to school once you're there. Might as well enjoy it. It's as good as it can get, huh? Well, that's nice. And uh, we have David Ferdig here. David Ferdig, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to you. You travel. You travel much further than Adam Zomik does to get to school. You're all the way in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah. Is it worth the trip? Definitely. What do you like about the TABC? Uh, everything. Really? I'm really happy that I chose this as a high school. Very nice. And that includes, when you say everything, not just the building, you mean the teachers and the students as well? Everything. Very nice. And what about the new building strikes you? Anything specific that you uh, enjoy over here? Well, I only saw the old building a few times, but uh, I love the student lounge, like other students have said. And I don't actually know if this is new, but I love the library. Oh, very um, nice. It's a quiet place to do some last-minute homework <laughs> and things like that. The cramming room, I guess they call yeah. it, huh? And uh, e even though I mentioned you travel far, there are students who travel even further, right? Yeah, definitely. And you meet them during the day, and uh, they look a little tired <laughs> because of their long trip. Yeah. But I guess you would say it's well worth it. Definitely. Very nice. Anybody, anybody you, wanna, you guys want to say hi to today, as I always ask, on JM and the AM? Anybody listening in? That has to be uh, I hope. acknowledged. Do you hope they're listening in? Yeah. <laughs> the Zomic family? 
Uh, probably not the Zomic family. Maybe Leora there from uh, 6,000 miles away tuning in in the middle of school to uh, listen to me on the radio. I hope so. Hello there, Leora. How about you, David? Um, just my family, my dad who's standing right there, <laughs> my mom, my sister, also named Leora, and my younger brother, Naftali. All righty, gentlemen, thank you. Enjoy the brand-new building, and uh, thank you for welcoming us to TABC on this Thursday morning. We're going to try to connect to our news from Israel at the top of the hour. Rabbi Adler, of course, and many other wonderful people here at TABC will be joining us as we celebrate the brand-new building here in Teaneck, New Jersey. The Chanukah Bayit is this coming Saturday night. The public is invited. Uh, alumni are certainly welcome. You can go to the TABC.org website to uh, get all the information and to reserve your place. Go to TABC.org for all the info. This is a JM in the AM Thursday in Teaneck, New Jersey.
JM in the AM with Ohad Mashkimim off the Echad Yachid CD here at JM in the AM. Welcome to a Thursday. We are at TABC in Teaneck, New Jersey, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Golly, on the background. News from Israel coming up, and then we'll meet some of the uh, wonderful people here at TABC. Reminded that the open house is open to the public, and of course, alumni are encouraged to participate this coming Saturday night. Not open house, I mean the Hanukkah Davayit. And that's happening this coming Saturday night. Go to TABC.org for information. News from Israel next at JMNAM. Oh, sorry about that. I thought, I thought that was the cue. News from Israel is coming up, and a reminder that we have a full schedule all day long on the stream at JMNAM.org, including Charlie Harari, who follows us at 9 o'clock with the Book of Life, and uh, Miriam Al-Wallach, who is on with um, That's Life, coming up between 10 and 11 this morning. I'll be doing the live lunch starting at 11 o'clock. Sound advice with Dr. Lieberman at 1, and then the highlight of the day, the stunt show with the uh, the big contest of who could build the Hanukkah house the fastest. I know the results. I think you'll be surprised. We've been following our competitions. I think you'll be surprised at what happens tonight, when, or I should say this afternoon, when you hear and see on our stream what went on at the uh, Levi Yitzchak Library in Cedarhurst earlier this week. Details at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org and nachomsegel.com. News from Israel is next. This is JM in the AM. שלושה שוטרים נפצעו קל במרדף אחר מכונית גנובה בירושלים, כתבנו יותם ברגר. השלושה הבחינו ברכב החשוד כגנוב ובו שלושה צעירים מהכפרים הסמוכים, הם פתחו במרדף אחר הרכב ומהלכו התנגשו בו. החשודים נעצרו במקום, שלושת השוטרים נפצעו קל בתאונה ומפונים על ידי צוות מגן דוד אדום לבית החולים שערי צדק. הסגרת משה בן איבגי, מרוצחי נהג המונית דרק רוט. הפרקליטות מבקשת מבית המשפט להבהיר כי על בן איבגי לרצות את מלוא חמש השנים בגין השוד שביצע. כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי. בשנת 2000 גזר בית המשפט המחוזי בתל אביב חמש שנות מאסר על בני איבגי בגין עבירות של שוד, קשירת קשר לביצוע מעשה ושיבוש הליכי משפט. בני איבגי טען כי עליו לרצות פחות מחמש שנות מאסר. כעת הפרקליטות מבקשת שבית המשפט יבהיר כי למרות שהוסגר בגין הרשעתו בעבירת השוד בלבד, ירצה את העונש המלא. שוב עיצומים ברכבת, הפעם ללא פגיעה ישירה בנוסעים. כתבנו אלדר גילרן. הנהלת הרכבת הודיעה יום כי ועד העובדים הפסיק ללא התראה מוקדמת את פעילות בית הספר לרכבות, כולל ההכשרות לנהגי הקטר. לטענתם ההשבתה עלולה להוביל בעתיד לפגיעה בפעילות הרכבות, וכן לעכב את פתיחת קו הרכבת המתוכנן לשדרות. מנגד בוועד העובדים טוענים כי מדובר בעיצומים שאינם נועדו לפגוע בשירות לנוסעים. והם ננקטים במסגרת סכסוך העבודה שהוכרז לפני כשלושה שבועות. ומנכ"ל משרד ראש הממשלה הראל לוקר מבקר את התנהלות ועדי העובדים המתנגדים לרפורמות בנמלים ובחברת החשמל. המטוטלת נעה לטעמי יותר מדי לכיוון ועדי עובדים מונופוליסטים על חשבון האינטרס הציבורי. ועדי עובדים במונופולים הממשלתיים פועלים נגד הכנסת תחרות בטענה שהדבר פוגע בזכויותיהם כעובדים. מדברי לוקר בכינוס התעשיינים באילת הביאה כתבתנו עמית תומר. הבחירות לראשות העבודה בין יחימוביץ' להרצוג עד כה הצביעו 14.5% ממתפקדי המפלגה. 
עדכן כתבנו עידן קבלר. ולסיום, האם מכבי שוב תתאושש דווקא ביורוליג? אחרי ההפסד הכואב להפועל בדרבי, מכבי תל אביב תפגוש הערב את קודשה לבורל ויטוריה. בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט שוחחו אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר עם מנהל מכבי ניקולה וויצ'יץ'. אי אפשר לומר שהיורוליג חשובה לנו יותר מהליגה הישראלית, אומר וויצ'יץ'. ההפסד בדרבי היה באשמת כולנו, לא רק באחריות השחקנים הישראלים שלנו. אנחנו צריכים לחזור למסלול הערב. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין. J.M. in the A.M. It is a uh, Thursday morning broadcast live from TABC Torah Academy of Bergen County. And uh, we are celebrating in advance of the uh, much-anticipated Hanukkah Tabayit, which is going to take place this coming Saturday night with keynote speaker, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, who is going to be here at TABC. Alumni are encouraged to be here. Parents, everybody, the public is invited. Go to TABC.org for information and come celebrate with us. As um, the final step of the brand new building, the actual dedication, the celebration takes place this coming Saturday night. In front of me, uh, three distinguished faculty members here at, uh, at TABC. Uh, they include Rabbi Josh Khan, who is the, uh, in addition to being in the Limude Kodesh Department, is Dean of Student Life and Director of Student Activities. Rabbi Khan, welcome to the show. Rabbi Ezra Wiener, Limude Kodesh Department, Mashkiach Ruchani of TABC and Director of Israel Guidance. Rabbi Wiener, welcome to the show. Thank you. And Rabbi Sariel Malitsky, Limudei Kodesh Department and Admissions, and I'm told also in association with the hockey activities here at TABC. Rabbi Malitsky, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. It is great to see all of you and to uh, celebrate uh, this day with all of you here at JM in the AM. And we'll talk about the brand-new building and your perspective on it in just a moment. First, a couple of interesting things um, uh, from TABC and beyond. Rabbi Khan, you are... Uh, You are the person who generally joins the TABC students, or they join you, I should say, on these um, uh, very uh, inspired uh, trips to different areas of the United States to help people who are in difficult situations. Tell us about the most recent one to Colorado. So recently we took a group of uh, 10 TABC students as well as four NCSY boys to uh, Boulder, Colorado to help out with the flooding that took place there. It, as, as it always is, an amazing experience for our boys to go to a community which was devastated And to really be a Jewish presence in helping out to show that Jews care about everyone around us. And for our boys, they work harder than you could imagine, uh, perhaps even harder than they work in school, in really rolling up their sleeves and working from early morning until uh, well beyond when the organization thinks that it's time to stop, our boys are still going. And what types of projects? I guess with flooding, there's a lot of... Uh... Yeah, with flooding, there's a lot of uh, home destruction. Right. So we're there really getting down and dirty, digging out uh, mud, dirt, uh, helping... with uh, breaking down homes, which is always a lot of fun. You know, kind of controlled chaos for our boys getting to take apart homes so that they could be rebuilt. But uh, often what, what distinguishes our boys from uh, some of the other organizations that help out is they're willing to do anything possible to help. So a lot of times it's nitty-gritty stuff. It's not so uh, exciting to dig dirt. It's not so exciting to pull screws. It's not so exciting to pull little uh, boards out. But they know it has to happen in order for this family to get back on their feet, and they're happy to do it. Um, of all these trips, and I think we've discussed some of them uh, before on the air, of all these trips, is there one story or a particular episode that would, uh, uh, that would relate to our audience, just how much 
the boys from TABC were appreciated by the local people? So there was a number of years ago, we were in, in uh, the Galveston, Texas area, and I remember there was a woman uh, who I went to meet, and uh, just to give you a perspective, we had been working on one house, we had finished working at that house, it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, the boys had woken up to Davin Vasikin very early, about 6 o'clock that morning, uh, they were tired, and I went to meet this woman, and she was in tears, she was bawling, she literally didn't know uh, where to put herself, she'd been living in a hotel for months, um, and she came, she, again, she really didn't know where to put herself. We went to her house. It was covered from floor to ceiling uh, with some good hay, some good Texas hay. And she, we couldn't even get into the house. And uh, at that point, you know, we wanted to help out. The boys were very tired. We met. We really, we could have gone home. It had been a long day already. And we asked them, you know, do you want to help? Do you want to go home, start in the morning? And no question, everyone said, let's help out. And this woman, she couldn't even express her words that day because she, she again, didn't know where to put herself. And we spent the entire day, the next day and the following day, pulling hay out of this house. We finished most of the house. You know, we did have to come back to school. Right. And one of the nice things is that there was a, a local school there, the Barron Academy, uh, which ended up finishing this house that we started. And it was a nice uh, kind of circle of life of how, you know, one school is able to start and other school is able to end. And this woman sent us a very touching letter expressing her appreciation, how we helped her put her life back together. Those trips usually last how many days? These usually last three or four days. Very nice. Rabbi Josh Khan among our guests here at TABC. Uh, how has the uh, brand-new building, which we've been describing, and here's some, we've been hearing some of the students describe from their perspective how amazing it is, how has this large, brand-new building enhanced your work as Dean of Student Life and Director of Student Activities? Well, first of all, it's nice to have a little more space for students in my office. <laughs> Always a pleasure. I know your boys take advantage of that a little bit. Uh, in a good way, obviously, Siegel boys. Uh, but it, it's added a lot of energy to the school. You know, obviously, we're always a, a very positive school. Our boys have always been happy, but it's really brought it up a level. It's a beautiful building. You know, right now we're in the Beit Midrash. The Beit Midrash is rocking from morning till uh, after school, till our night theater program ends. And there's always a real kol Torah, real presence of Talmud Torah taking place here, whether it's several shurim who are here learning together, whether it's boys coming in their free time to learn, whether it's the student lounge on the second floor, which is an amazing addition for our boys that they have things to do in their free time. There's a ping-pong table, a foosball table, an air hockey table, couches, uh, some other new plush furniture that just came in. Uh, but there's a real sense of pride that our students feel in being TABC students and being able to walk around their building and appreciate the beauty and the grandeur of this building, being able to feel really like uh, like the B'nai Torah that they are. I think they always felt that way, but as you say, it's really enhanced now because of the facilities, no question about it. Rabbi Malitsky, um, uh, you, you, we talk about extracurricular activities and things that happen outside of school. So you initiated the Friday Kolel program led by TABC alumni. Explain to our audience what that is. Well, it's, it's evolved uh, over the years. Uh, before I started teaching here, probably 11, 12 years ago, I was in NYU. I, I was coaching the JV hockey team at the time. My younger brother was in TABC. And I figured it would be nice to come on a Friday morning and hang out with the guys, learn with the guys in a more informal way. So we contacted Ray Adler. He was very open. Uh, five of us came in. We went to different classes on Friday morning, learned with five or six boys in a smaller, smaller venue, had a chance to develop relationships with them. And it was great. The boys loved it. We loved it. The teachers had some time off, so they loved it. And that, that lasted for a year or two. It kind of died down for a little bit. And a bunch of, a bunch of years ago, I believe it was Roy Khan, kind of brought it back. And now it's, it's been unbelievable. There are tw 10 or 12 YU guys who come in. Um, this year they're all TBC alumni. And every Friday morning they come in, they dive in with our guys, they spend two periods 
in their classrooms, meeting in smaller groups. The guys love them. They come on Shabbatons. They come to events. And these are guys who went to TBC, so they've gone through uh, the same struggles, the same opportunities. They can really relate to the guys in an amazing way. And then they spend the rest of the day learning in TBC. So not only do our guys see them and hang out with them and talk to them and eat breakfast with them and eat lunch with them, but they see normal, cool guys who are sitting and learning two hours in a base medicine on a Friday. And it's inspiring. This might be true of other schools. I don't see that many uh, as up close as I see TABC. But your alumni are your greatest ambassadors. I guess you know that. Totally. Totally. And That's why I tell parents, just look at the TABC product. Look in your community. Look at the TC boys. And why would you want anything other? How's the after-school teen learning program going? It's good. It's uh, not, not as many as we've had in the past. But also, we, we started a couple years ago. 7th and 8th graders come in Tuesday nights this year. And they learn with our 11th and 12th graders. We have 11th and 12th graders who are very capable in learning and in personal social skills. And for 7th and 8th graders to come in and experience firsthand what the excitement of the base managers learning, to develop big brothers with KBC guys, refreshments, to see the, the learning, the base managers live in, you know, in real color, it's a, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for the, for the community at large. How has the new building affected your work, especially in the area of admissions? So, I mean, it was unbelievable. Last year at the open house, people were in the the shul. We had to have a you know live stream of the event in two different <laughs> classrooms. The hallways were crowded. People couldn't walk. People actually left uh, disappointed. You know, you, we're inviting you into our building, and we don't have room for you. This year, the the shul w- was full, and there was space. People walked through the hallway. We had two two fairs this year. We had an academic fair and a co-curricular fair where we highlighted the academic teams the athletic teams, the clubs, the publications. We're able to really give people a real taste of what TABC is. And yesterday was our first visitation day to, to be in the new gym. The new gym is beautiful. Um, we have two gyms now. How many high schools have two gyms? Um, Not that many, huh? Right. Um, and it's been it's been great. Very nice. So Rabbi Ezra Weider is here, Mashkiach Rukhani, Director of Israel Guidance. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that people are uh, are listening and they know the role of Mashkiach Rukhani in Yeshivot in Israel and maybe in in in, um, in uh, programs that are beyond high school. What is the role of Mashkiach Rukhani in a Yeshiva Boys High School? Mashkiach Rukhani obviously is here. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm here to help the boys spiritually. Uh, high school is a difficult time. As the boys begin to grow cognitively, they are, their, their minds are changing, uh, questions are asked. And one of the things that, uh, that I'm very proud of about our school is that we're very open to questions. Our rebellion are, uh, like to elicit questions from the boys, uh, questions about, about tefillah, questions about Talmud Torah, about uh, the development of halacha. And, uh, and I get to meet with the boys privately, sometimes in groups, obviously Friday night for the boys who come to my home. And we're able to discuss some of the major issues uh, that uh, that that should be discussed at this age, and hopefully to develop the boys into Vinay Torah uh, with a love of learning. How long have you been in Jewish education? Uh, I think this is my 16th year. The reason I ask is because uh, you know time travels very quickly these days. Uh, the role of Mashkiach Ruchani, I would guess, is a lot more complicated these days than it may even have been 16 years ago. That's, that's probably true. I'm not sure if there was something called a Mashgir Khani, at least in our, our schools, uh, that long ago. Right, that's true. In, in a way, it's an innovation. That's correct. And, uh, when I say complicated, because the, because the world is a more complicated place, so it makes your role even more difficult. That's correct. Um, I, I guess, uh, maybe someone not familiar with, uh, with, um, this institution, 
would ask if anybody graduates and then heads to Israel. But because of my familiarity with TABC, I could say that the percentage of young men from here who uh, go to Israel once they've completed their studies here is uh, overwhelming. I would guess it's close to, if not 100%, right? right we're, we're usually over 90, sometimes over 95%. Uh, it's part of the culture. That, uh, that's, it's almost like a fifth year. After TABC, it makes sense, of course, to spend a year of learning. Uh, hopefully during the four years the boys are here, they understand the importance of Talmud Torah to the extent that they want to, uh, they want to really dedicate at least a year, if not two, just to Talmud Torah as really a, a stepping board for the rest of their lives. And you, of course, um, are in touch, I'm sure, with many alumni. Uh, you see what the year or two or more in Israel uh, does for them. Uh, it's just a, it's a priceless experience. It really is. Uh, it's uh, one of the things that makes it difficult as an Israel guidance counselor is when some boys come and say, I'm not sure, I'd like to continue on with my life, uh, go to college next year, I'm not sure if I want to spend a year in Israel. It's very difficult to explain in words what that experience is like, and I tell them that. Uh, it, it, most boys will tell you it's the best year of their life, uh, but you're not going to know that till you go. I could tell you what it can be like, what the experience could be like. You can speak to boys who are there, but unless you're there, you'll really never know. Do you have students who want to go to a specific school in Israel, and you're saying to yourself, this is not the right match? I, I, I need to either encourage him to do something else or try to explain to him why a better or different institution would be uh, beneficial for him. So, so in medicine, we have, uh, we have prophylaxis, and we try to do the same thing over here, where we try to prevent that in advance. In other words, we explain to the parents and the students that uh, the yeshiva that they want to go to may not be the best fit for them. And... Uh, and, and, and in that way, hopefully, at some point, with after speaking with them and after going to the Israel Fair at Frisch, uh, and as the yeshiva come and visit us, they realize this is, it looks like a nice place, but it's really not for me. I'm not re- re- really prepared for this. I'm going to be thrown in and learn 10 hours a day from the first, uh, from the first day. I'm not ready for that. And uh, hopefully, uh, by the end, which is, uh, give us another couple of months, we'll get to that point where the boys will, uh, We'll find the right yeshiva. How has the new building enhanced your work here at TABC? It's incredible. My office looks into uh, the base medrash. My office has, uh, has glass, and the base medrash has glass. I get to see boys learning here uh, throughout the day. Uh, I enjoy watching, uh, as Robert Militsky mentioned, uh, our, our alumni from YU learning at the base medrash on Friday. In fact, we also give them shiurim, uh, Rabbi Adler uh, and, and others. I've given them shiurim as well. Every Friday, they have a year from one of the faculty members, so it's like they come back, uh, and it's uh, obviously on a higher level than <laughs> what it used to be. But just uh, just walking around the building, you see the boys are happier. I enjoy playing in the gym every once in a while with the boys. One of the things that always bothered me was that during lunch, uh, you know high school boys, they eat for five minutes, they want to go play ball. Right. And you see boys waiting uh, online to play uh, you know, a pickup game. By the time they get in, the, the period's over. Now, as I was just yesterday, I was watching the boys playing in the old gym, and uh, it was pretty crowded. And I walked, I figured if that's crowded, the new gym must be packed. And I walked in the new gym, there's no one there. <laughs> I, I said, guys, what are you doing? I thought, new gym, oh, this is fine. Thank God there's plenty of room for everybody. Plenty of space, which means our athletics are going to get better and better with all this practice. Yeah, they already are. They Rabbi are. Wiener, thank you very much. Rabbi Ezra Wiener, Rabbi Surreal Malitsky, Rabbi Josh Khan, uh, three of the uh, amazing uh, faculty members and administrative roles as well here at TABC. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Uh, We're here at TABC in advance of the big Chanukah Tabayit. The celebration is Saturday night. 
Uh, Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University, will be here. You're all invited. The public is invited to participate, uh, to be part of the uh, TABC celebration on Saturday night right here in the TABC building. I hope everybody will take advantage of that. If you're an alum, if you're a graduate of TABC, you're even further encouraged to be part of it. Everybody's uh, asked to go to the website at TABC.org and uh, get the information and to um, uh, go ahead and uh, place your reservation for Saturday night. It's going to be a very festive atmosphere. We're kicking off the celebration this morning right here at JM in the AM. Mr. Arthur Poleoff is the principal of TABC, chair of the mathematics department, an old friend and somebody who is uh, an expert not only in the education, but somebody who enjoys the incredible distinction of uh, every student loving him for some reason. Mr. P, welcome to the show. Good morning. It is amazing. I'm not as old as you think, by the way. <laughs> it is amazing how popular you are with the students of TABC. What do you attribute it to? I don't know. We just uh, we treat each student with respect, and I think that, uh, therefore, they respect us. We sometimes have to uh, punish them and if there's an issue, but uh, we do it with love, and I think that that makes it really easy to uh, have a good relationship with them. So even one who's responsible for discipline can still be well-loved by the students. That's correct. That's an important lesson. If you education. do it with love and you, the students know that you really feel that they, they're, again, as I said, they're respected, I think the, the answer is yes. You can do that in a, in, a, in a positive way. How significant is Saturday night's event to you? After all the years that you're here and I'm sure dreaming about the, I mean, you, you saw the student population swell like crazy, which must have been great as those years were going on and you became such a popular school. But now that the physical structure matches that, what are your feelings? Oh, it's just going to be great. It's really an opportunity to thank the people who have helped us build this building. But over the summer, as I was coming in on a relatively daily basis, and I would see the evolution of the building and then the building and the construction, it was really just exciting. So I think Matsai Shabbat is really an opportunity to thank those people and to, as a, a faculty and as a school and as a family, just to really enjoy the new building and really have Hakaratato for those who helped build it. And from your perspective, this project, which we know really took place during the summer, that was the bulk of the project, but with a vision, with a dream, it, it starts years ago, right? It really started at least 15 years ago, and every year we talked about it, but it never really came to fruition. But this time it really happened, and we're really, really proud of it. How was this year's reunion, uh, alumni reunion in the city of Hebron? How did that go? Oh, it was just fantastic. It's, I cannot describe it. 36 of our alumni uh, joined me in Hebron this year. You had uh, Gavi Shrego on, on right. the air, that was nice. uh, live from, uh, <laughs> from Hebron. It's, I cannot describe uh, the way that we get together, the students get to see each other, which they don't always uh, get to do for more than five minutes on a Friday. Uh, they spend Shabbat together, and it was just spectacular. The weather was beautiful, and, of course, the city of Hebron is beautiful as well. Uh, by the way, and, and Mark Zomik points this out, and it's uh, a true, of course, of uh, Mr. Poloff as well. All the administrators here in school teach classes uh, to the students, and that might be, I don't know, I'd have to be briefed on this, that might be unusual in our yeshiva high school system, right? Not in every place. Is I'm, that I'm not sure about other yeshiva, but Rabbi right. Adler's mandate has always been that we all have to teach because uh, we can't be in, in this glass room somewhere else. We all have to be in the trenches. And um, it's spectacular. Those are, that's the best time of the day when I have an opportunity to do, teach mathematics. All right. And uh, now that we're in 2013, uh, would I be at all familiar with the mathematics that you're teaching, or that uh, would be impossible? <laughs> <laughs> well, every year they have the new math right. and the old math. We keep going back and forth and back and forth. But uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of the pretty much the same. Is it so? It's not that hard to keep up as a as a teacher. Um, it is at times. It is at times. Of course, the introduction of calculators that happened about ten or fifteen years ago right. was a big change. Um, you know, the graphics calculator has really changed a lot of math instruction. The smart boards have changed the way we instruct and the way we learn. But uh, in general, the math, the adding, the subtracting, uh, you know, the calculus, that kind of stays the same oh, into really. a new era, though. That's interesting. All right. Uh, Arthur Poloyoff is the principal here at TABC, uh, the chair of the mathematics department, and uh, he will be here Saturday night celebrating with everybody. And uh, to say that the building, the brand-new building, has enhanced your experience would be an understatement. Oh, absolutely. It's fantastic. The wide hallways, the new Bet Knesset. The lounge. My office is even uh, larger. It's really, it's really been great. Rabbi Stephen Finkelstein joins us from the Limudi Kodesh Department and Director of Guidance here at TABC. Rabbi Finkelstein, welcome to the show. Good morning. Rabbi Rabbi. Finkelstein has been a guest of ours many times because he does not only invite us here to TABC, he actually visits us in Jersey City with students. A part of of proper guidance is getting students involved with JM and the AM. So that's why I had less traffic this morning (laughs) than your trips to Jersey City. Director of Guidance in 2013 must be a very complicated role because, as we say, life just keeps getting more and more complicated, and that means that the students do need more guidance. Uh, your your plate is full, I would guess, here at TABC. We're, we're doing a lot of things. I mean, obviously, the primary thing is just uh, working very hard to connect with each of the students, to get to know them. There's no way that you can teach students and help them to develop unless you really develop a relationship with them. And uh, we've been working very hard with uh, Rabbi Scott Friedman and uh, Dr. Michael Atlas, uh, working whether it's academic issues, social issues, family issues, then coming up with uh, creative programming to try and reach out, get ahead of the curve, give over information, and uh, make sure that the students know that we're really here and actually uh, could be a resource to them. You know, one of the things about, this is probably true about school in general, but I know it as a TABC parent, the extracurricular activities is, un- I mean, it's an unbelievable category in and of itself, and what's available to the students is remarkable. Uh, do, do you sometimes in your role have to recommend to students or to their parents that as active and as, as flourishing as they may be in the area of extracurricular activities, they may have to cut back and concentrate on other things for a while? Sure. There are many uh, freshmen in particular who start off slow. They want to get, get their feet wet first academically, get comfortable, and then... Um, you know, slowly work in. We also have, um, in addition to teams and clubs, there are one-time activities. You could do a chesed trip on a Sunday. So let's say you're, you, you need more time for your academics and there's not enough time to be on a team or be at a practice two or three times a week. Um, you, you can start slowly and do other activities that are, you know, one shot, a one-shot deal. All you right. still have the opportunity to interact this coming weekend. I know you were talking about before, we have a Shabbaton in New Rochelle. So um, if I have a lighter workload this weekend, so I, I'm able to, uh, to come and spend Shabbat together in, uh, in, in, in New Rochelle. So there are plenty of opportunities, whether they're on an ongoing basis or a one-day thing or, or, or a night to some of the uh, sophomores tonight are going to uh, Madison Square Garden with their Bayum to watch a college basketball uh, uh, tournament. There are all kinds of activities going on, plenty of opportunities. But, yes, I do sometimes have to recommend maybe scale back a little bit. Let's put our focus uh, where it needs to be. And then uh, when you're a little more comfortable, there'll be time to add, add things. I'm going to put you both on the spot, if I may. Um, in a sentence or two, if it's possible, if you, Mr. Palayoff and Roy Finkelstein, could speak to people who are considering TABC, how would you put it? What would you say they can expect 
if they do in fact put the, uh, the, the, the put their trust in this school for their child? What 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 could you say they could expect here? I'm going to say what Rabbi Malitsky said earlier on the year, and that is look at the product after four years. In the ninth grade, it's a little bit slow, and uh, students are a little panicky. They're coming to high school. It's a little bit of an adjustment for them. But as you move through the years, you can become more comfortable. You learn the skills uh, about studying and life skills and how to be a real student. I say look at the student after graduation. Look at what happens then. Look at him in yeshiva. Look at him later on when he comes back to university and college. That That's my vision, what happens later the you know the 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 work that happens over the course of the years though that is important they learn the skills i say look at the product when he comes out of school uh, I take this opportunity to wish you Mazal Tov. I'm sure this is a very exciting week for you. It'll culminate on Saturday night when everyone gathers together here. It's an amazing accomplishment. And, Mr. Poloyov, I uh, hope you'll be shepping a lot of nachos from it. I am. I am. Thank you very much. Rabbi Finkelstein, Mazal Tov to you. Thank and you uh, thank you very much for joining us and continued success here at TABC. Thank you. Thank you. JM and the AM as we continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM in Rockland County. And around the world on the web at jmandtheam.org. More coming up from TABC in Teaneck, New Jersey.
again with Yummy Lowy, his uh, big popular brand new single entitled Mi Adir. Uh, my apologies uh, uh, that we are giving Rabbi Goldwasser the uh, morning off. Uh, he will rejoin us Monday, of course, here at JM and the AM. It's a Thursday morning broadcast with a reminder that our stream goes all day long at jmtheam.org. Amazing programming all day. Don't forget, right after JM and the AM, Charlie Harari is going to be on with Book of Life uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. Miriam L. Wallach. And that's life. And uh, Miriam this week speaks to the associate dean at Cy Sim School, Professor Michael Strauss, on the EMBA Open House happening on December the 8th and what's new at Cy Sims. Also, she'll speak to a Joy of Kosher editor and publisher, Shifra Klein, on the backstory of uh, developing an issue of Joy of Kosher. And Lisa Hawk of the Levi Yitzchak Library on the upcoming Hanukkah programs out in Cedarhurst. And, of course, a discussion about what's going to be happening today at 2 o'clock when we present the big Manischewitz Hanukkah House building competition that happened earlier in the week at the Levi Yitzchak Library. It is uh, really a great show. It will be on both in audio and video form at 2 p.m. today. And that is uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time on our stream at jmandtheam.org. And you'll be able to hear it and see it. And I, um, I strongly recommend it. If you've been following the competitions that we've been doing on our network, you might be shocked by the results of what happens in today's competition. We are live at TABC where I want to give a special shout out and hello to Mrs. Cheryl Adler who is here. Mrs. Adler, essentially the first lady of TABC. Thank you for joining us here this morning. And of course, Rabbi Adler is here. Rabbi Yosef Adler has been the Rosh Hashiva of TABC for the past 20 years. As you heard from our prior guests, if you're in the administration of TABC, you are going to be in the classroom. And of course, Rabbi Adler delivers a very high-level sheer each and every day here at TABC. He has been a guest of ours discussing his uh, his books and his school and the amazing work that he has done uh, both in the uh, congregation Renat Yisrael and here in Teaneck, New Jersey. Jersey and here at the Torah Academy of Bergen County. Rabbi Yosef Adler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having me again. A pleasure to have you and a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having us here this morning. I say mazal tov to you because this is the beginning of the final stage of this entire process. Uh, today we are acknowledging to the entire community worldwide the incredible accomplishment of TABC to put up this building and to expand it in record time and to open it up for this school year to uh, the tremendous happiness of all the students. We heard from them earlier this morning. And then, of course, this is all a prelude to what's going to happen on Saturday night, this coming Motzei Shabbat. It is the Chanukat Habayit of this building. Uh, you have distinguished uh, President of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, who will be delivering the keynote. You'll have hundreds of parents and alumni gathered here at TABC. So, again, I say mazal tov to you. Thank you so much. It must be remarkable looking back uh, uh, on everything that happened this summer and saying to yourself, wow, I can't believe it's actually done. Uh, if we were a betting uh, community, no one would have uh, imagined that we'd been in on September. Uh, but I had confidence in our uh, contractors uh, who had experienced at Yeshivat Noam um, getting things thing completed on the deadline. And um, day number one, we were in. It was just unbelievable. Uh, there's always been a level of excitement among faculty and students here. I, as a parent, have always felt it, and I think all of the JMAM staff members who are parents would share that with me. They have shared that feeling with me. But I can only imagine what a nice, large, beautiful facility that really looks and is state-of-the-art in 2013 does for the spirit of the school. Are you feeling the difference just a couple of months into the school year? Uh, the energy, the excitement uh, is, is really palpable. And I have the, had the opportunity to have the perspective of seeing the development of TABC over the last 20 years. 
when I came to TABC in 1992, we were housed in a, in a dilapidated public school somewhere uh, behind Cedar Lane, uh, which was uh, grossly inadequate. Within a couple of months, we identified this site uh, to transfer TABC here. Um, for the last couple of years, we've been speaking about expansion. Um, it, it probably should have gotten off the ground somewhere around 2007, 2008. The decline in the economy precluded that. Uh, Baruch Hashem, our board uh, has decided to move, uh, did decide to move forward, uh, obviously with the support of, uh, uh, of a broad uh, constituency of supporters who enabled this to take place. And it came to fruition in, in under a year. Unbelievable. Really remarkable. Back uh, 20 years ago in the dilapidated building behind Cedar Lane, how many students were there? When I came to TABC, there were 66 students uh, in the entire school. And today we are currently 293. Wow. Uh, this building will allow you next year, now that you've seen it and you've uh, been able, and your staff has been able to figure out exactly, uh, I don't know how many students per classroom, etc. you'll be able to grow even more or yeah. not? Yes. What we have, we, we built the building to satisfy the needs of our current student body. Right. Uh, but with anticipating uh, some moderate growth as well, we see ourselves growing to a school of possibly 350, 360 students. We're not looking to become a 500-student uh, operation. We'd like to maintain the warmth, uh, the enthusiasm, uh, the concern, the interest, the intimacy that everybody knows, uh, virtually everyone in the faculty. The exchange between freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and seniors is a rarity uh, and we'd like that to continue, so we're not looking to uh, suddenly become, uh, you know, a five, six hundred uh, student school. All that having been said, it's possible then that next year's freshman class, if everything works out, could be the largest one ever. That is correct. That's, and I'm sure that you're working on that as we speak. Did sure. you enjoy the open house? Did you meet a lot of nice prospective parents and students? We certainly did. We had a record in a record attendance. 193 families came, over 525 people. And considering that we're only a boys' school, that number is, uh, is just outstanding. Unbelievable. So a lot of hard work in the admissions department between now and, I guess, when the acceptance letters go out. Recruitment has become a major concern amongst all yeshiva high schools. Right. It occupies so much of the administration and ancillary staff's time. It, uh, it's become an, uh, a business unto itself. Right. Are, 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 are schools going to have to establish a separate recruiting department, or is that essentially what there is already? There is, but uh, in, in many schools, it's a variety of faculty members and administrators who overlap, and uh, it might have to become a, a full-time resource, a full-time department, because it's becoming uh, so competitive and so aggressive. Rabbi Yosef Adler is here, of course. He is the uh, Menahel, the principal here at the TABC, Torah Academy of Bergen County, as we uh, wish a mazel tov to everybody at TABC. I know a lot. We, no need to go into individual names, but there are people that have been working on this project for years. It's not just something that, uh, as, you, as you mentioned, this was a dream that... Uh, uh, that was uh, spoken about in the early 2000s. So there are a lot of people who I'm sure are getting a tremendous amount of nachas from what has mm. occurred here on this campus, not just those who are involved in the school right now. Uh, they certainly are. Uh, former presidents, uh, members of the committee, the, those who have specifically dedicated their lives uh, to be uh, uh, partners in the, with the construction crew, to guide them. Uh, people have spent countless hours, days, months, weeks, um, uninterrupted activity on behalf of TABC. So if you'd give me a minute, Please. I'd just like to say something um, in which to express our appreciation for them. I know that Rabbi David Goldwasser missed his segment today, so I'd like to share a Torah perspective with, with the audience. We welcome it. 
in last week's parsha, Parshas Vayishlach, Yaakov engages in this malach with this individual, Vayeavekishimo, and after he succeeds in uh, surviving that encounter, uh, the angel grants him a name change from Yaakov to Yisrael. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not confirm the name change immediately, but there are two episodes that take place prior to HaKadosh Baruch Hu piping up and say, Lo yeyamer od shimcha Yaakov kiim Yisrael. Those two events are the Dina episode and a single pasuk describing the fact that Devorah, the Meineket, the nursemaid of Rivka, passed away right. and that Yaakov buries her in Alon Bachut. Why is it that the Torah deliberately does not place the confirmation of the name change by HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the angel's suggestion until those two events are recorded? Obviously, there's some significance. So the Rav, my Rebbe, Rabbi Salavechik, Zechreinu Levracha, once suggested. Rashi says by Dina, Vateitse Dina, Yatz'anitaisa. Can you imagine Nachum growing up in a house with 12 boys <laughs> and one girl? Uh, she wasn't apparently the uh, center of attention. So what happened? She wanted to see what's happening in culture. She looked around in the city of Shechem and apparently was attracted to the lifestyle, to the values and the culture. And uh, she got succumbed and uh, had this relationship with, uh, with Shechem. And the consequences, uh, I'm not going to discuss uh, what the reaction of Yaakov's children were to it. But the next time the Torah tells us that Devorah died. Who is Devorah? Minekis Rivka. To show Yaakov that if you have somebody who cares for someone, even though they might be growing up in a hostile environment, that person can turn out to be someone who is worthy of becoming one of the Imahot. Rivka grew up in the house of Bituel, in the house of Lavan. I'm sure she was not exactly uh, number one on the hit parade in, in their family either. But she had someone who was a, her guide, her personal mentor. And until Yaakov recognized and appreciated the contribution that Devorah made to Rivka, his mother, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm not calling you the Sar El until you express Hakarat HaTov. The minute he does so, the minute he recognizes the transition... Look what happened to Dina because, unfortunately, our family neglected her. Look what happened to my mother uh, because she had someone like that. Now HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I, you've, you've finally gotten the message. I will allow that name change suggested by that angel. And from here on in, Lo Yaakov Kiim Yisrael. Because Hakarat HaTov is the very essential backbone of that which guides uh, each and every one of us between our relationship between HaKadosh Baruch and ourselves, as well as with man. Mm-hmm. So take, give me this opportunity, I take this opportunity, and thank you for granting it to me, to thank every single individual uh, who has been part and parcel of this particular program, who has enabled it uh, to, grow, to come to into fruition, who spent countless hours, devoted hundreds and thousands, millions of dollars, those who have shared their resources, their financial resources, their technical skills, uh, their, their keen eye and approach as to how to beautify the building, to make sure that Ze'eli Va'anveyu is a beautiful uh, description of TABC. 
And there are so many people to thank, and I just use this opportunity to thank each and every one of them. And of course, Motzei Shabbat, uh, that'll be the opportunity to formally grant them recognition. I hope they'll all be here to celebrate. Rabbi Adler is here, of course, and we are at TABC on this historic day. It's really the kickoff of a very important weekend in TABC history. The dedication, the Chanukah Tabayit of the brand new building takes place this coming Saturday night. Rabbi Adler, there are many people in this audience of many different backgrounds and some may not be familiar with uh with with uh, the the way that TABC approaches things i'd like you to address the following um everyone has an appreciation for the seriousness that yeshivas in general and schools in our community in general have toward torah education obviously and you're a prime example of that it's taken very seriously here but on the same level uh secular studies are taken very seriously here I would say even athletics are taken very seriously here. And as Rabbi Khan and others have discussed this morning, extracurricular activities and missions and chesed projects, whether it's a day, a week, or a month, are also taken very seriously mm-hmm. here. Uh, can, you, can you give us an overview of that perspective, that when one grows up in a Jewish life, uh, it's important for these boys in particular, because we're here in the Yeshiva Boys High School, it's important for them to have a serious attitude toward all of those things? Um, certainly will attempt to do so. There is a recognition that the path to service unto God is not a single route, which uh, one size fits all. Chazal, the Midrash, the Mishnah, Avot, all represent the different aspects of their special relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Avraham was through Tefillah. Yitzchak was through Avodah. Yaakov was through Torah. Uh, Avraham was Chesed. So there are many models in which a person can demonstrate uh, and forge a connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We would like to expose our students to as many different varieties because we never know which of those will resonate with that particular child. There are some for whom learning is, is a pleasant experience, but it's not what they gravitate. It's not part of their essence as yet. But when it comes to acts of chesed, this is where they shine. This is where they feel I'm connecting to people and, and thereby connecting to the Rabbeinu Shalom. And it's just as legitimate as anyone who, sta- who, who decides to sit in the base medrash. There are students uh, who recognize that I'm going to make a contribution to humanity by becoming a great doctor. And f- I'm going to be the one to discover a cure for, for, for cancer, for breast cancer or for uh, pancreatic cancer. And that demonstrates that he, through the study of the, of the sciences, uh, will recognize that this is my contribution to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So our emphasis here is a, is a wide variety of, of learning, of learning experiences, both academic, uh, both uh, within the classroom and out of the classroom, to sensitize and to somehow uh, uh, develop the idea that there are multitask, multi-approaches unto HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that which resonates, which feels uh, part and parcel of your own neshama, is the way you should ultimately take it and move forward, because everybody has the responsibility, the challenge, and the opportunity to make a contribution to Am Yisrael. Excellent. Rabbi Adler is here. We're at TABC. We mentioned earlier how because of the um, amazing brand-new facility, and everyone should come and get a tour, 
uh, you hopefully will be enjoying even larger classes in the future. And one of the one of the things about your classes is that they are attracting youngsters from all different places. Uh, anybody who thinks this is a Bergen County school, it is a Bergen County school, and obviously you have a tremendous representation from the towns and neighborhoods and communities of Bergen County. But it's incredible to me how many students travel from far and wide. Some of them, you know, bleary-eyed from the very early morning that they have to leave their house in order to be here. At this point, we are servicing what types of geographical areas? 55% of the current student body is from Bergen County. 45% are from out of Bergen County. We have uh, a bus, two buses coming from Highland Park. We have a bus coming from Muncie. We have some very distinguished young men coming from the Lower East Side <laughs> uh, by the name of Siegel. Uh, we have uh, students coming from uh, Midtown Manhattan. We have kids coming from New Rochelle, uh, from Riverdale. Uh, from Staten Island. Someone said there East, was a student from Connecticut? Yes. Who commutes to CABC? That is correct. There are Israelis, parents who are on sabbatical, teaching at Yale University. They decided to live in, uh, in Connecticut, and they come, there are two of them, and they come to TABC every single morning and spend the day learning. Unbelievable. Yeah. Th- th- those may be the uh, the longest commuters. That is correct. Although, who knows, the Highland Park people may argue with that, <laughs> knowing how early they have to get up. Staten Island as well is in there, Staten right? Staten Island as well, East Brunswick. Amazing. Incredible how many communities. Uh, Rabbi Adler, I cannot possibly visit TABC, on a, especially on a school day, and have you as a guest and not address one of my favorite topics, and that is that you get to be uh, the Rosh Hashiva of boys who eventually, a large collection of boys who eventually serve in the Israel Defense Forces. It must be the most incredible feeling. What was it like the first time that an IDF soldier as an alum walked into your building? It must have been incredible. Uh, the... The sense of, uh, of awe, reverence, and respect for that individual is hard to describe. I immediately call the parents and I say the following, I know that you're incredibly nervous, as well as you should be, but you should be so proud. Uh, many of them, most of them have uh, not just decided to enter the army, but have already filed for uh, application to become citizens of Medinat Israel. Right. And uh, obviously you had a home that nurtured and cult- uh, nurtured that belief that Medinat Yisrael is the cent- it ought to be the central part of our lives. And although you're going to be missing them, uh, and I know it's hard for me to say this, if my own children would pick up and all make move to Israel, I'd be delighted, despite the fact that I would not have my 15 grandchildren to play with every single Shabbos. Uh, but that's something incredible, and we are so proud of the fact that uh, there are so many alumni who are currently serving Tzvag and Ali Israel, and who have made Aliyah, uh, and it tells something about uh, our connection, our positive uh, recognition uh, of, of the state of Israel, uh, the Zionist values that we communicate, not only to Eretz Israel, but to Medinat Israel as well. And why do you think that it seems to me, and if I'm wrong, let me know, but it seems that the percentage is even much higher now in the last year or two than, I don't know, five, ten years ago. Why, why would that, when we're in the lap of luxury here, and when we are, you know, in a technological era where, you know, it's so easy to, ha- to have Israel completely off of one's radar screen as a teenager, why would the percentages be going up in terms of alumni going to the IDF? That's, that's, I, I, don't, I don't really know the answer to that question, but you're 100% right. The sacrifice that a young man has to make in terms of his luxuries, in terms of the comforts, the opportunities that, that await him in, in, in most uh, colleges, right. and to, to give that up, to serve in the army, uh, means that that young man has such incredible inner convictions 
uh, about the contribution that he can make to Am Yisrael and that they are worth sacrificing his personal goals, personal ambitions, at least for the time being, to make that incredible sacrifice. I just, I don't have a handle as to why, but you're 100% correct uh, that the numbers have increased dramatically over the last uh, three, four years. Well, as much as you like to give credit to the parents, I'm going to add a lot of credit to the ABC, if you don't mind, because I think that that's a very, very big factor, and I think the people that you have here teaching here are teaching those values. I'm going to take this opportunity. You know, I've been associated with TABC now since 2006. That's a long stretch of time already. It's been seven years that I've had the honor of being a parent here. Uh, you know how happy the Seagulls are as parents here. Um, it, it, the remarkable job that uh, so far you've done with the uh, three of our children is great, and they're on an, an incre- each one individually is on a wonderful road themselves. And how does one show appreciation for that? All I could say is, uh, and I get this opportunity to do it publicly, all I could say is thank you. It's much appreciated, and I'm sure hundreds of parents, if not thousands at this point, join me in thanking you for it. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I can, uh, if you ever need some consulting as to which Chazana species you should be playing on JM and the AM, you can give me a buzz as well. What so, was the, what was, I'm an expert. What was the Rosenblatt joke that you had told me about, um, was it, did there was a Stiller Yes. What was, how did it go? Tell our audience how the famous Yusselah Rosenblatt joke goes, please. 1925. Right. There were three of the greatest Chazanim davening in Barapak. Yusselah Rosenblatt in the Spartish Shul. Zavul Kvartin in Temple Emanuel, a conservative shul, and Mordechai Hirschman, the Chazan in Temple in, in Bethel. And apparently, a Rosenblatt got paid a lot more than the other two, and they were upset about it. So somebody asked Rosenblatt, why are you getting paid more for Rosh Hashanah and Kippur than Kvartin and Hirschman? He says, because I get paid for the Stilish Monesre also. <laughs> You know, he was the hilarious. only from guy amongst, <laughs> right. the, amongst the crowd. Understood. Oh, those Chazanim have a sharp sense of humor, don't oh, they? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do you have a favorite Rosenblatt piece? I, I once gave a lecture about responding to crisis, how people deal with crisis in their lives, and I concluded it with Yasala's Achenu Kalbeis Yisroel. So if you'll have a chance to play it one day, it is one of the most stirring and moving pieces uh, that one can ever encounter. And, and it sets a certain tone, a reflection of you can hear his anguish uh, as he tries to uh, join you in the personal crisis that you're exhibiting when you listen to, to Yasla Zacheno Kalbasis Road. Wow. Have you met any uh, students at the ABC that are into Yasla Rosebud or not yet? Uh, not many. I no. try on Friday to play the, uh, some Hirschman or some, uh, what's his name, Helfgott, and they, they turn it off. That's their reaction. They have other things on their iPod. Yeah, that's huh? correct. I guess. Yes. Um, do you still have in the new office some collectibles? I know that in your old office, in the what we've got, I guess we'd refer to now as the old TAB, building, you had certain uh, um, a Judaica memorabilia important to you, including a photograph of the Rav, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe even a, a sports memento or two made it into your office, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And they're still in the new office they're as well. So I'd like to add, if you don't mind, because I know that you have you have an affinity towards sports. Uh, th- this is the official Nachum Siegel Network golf towel. And I'd like I'd like you to keep that in your office. If, you, <laughs> if you're ever on one of those TABC golfing trips, you're now completely well prepared. Thank you and, so much, and, He'll be you... right along, right next to the Mick. Right next to the Mickey Mantle? Yeah, right next to the Mick. Wow, could you imagine? Right. We had the chance of, you know, watching the Gedailer. <laughs> I, I never, uh, I would never was at a game, actually, where Mickey Mantle played. Really? I was never at a game that Mickey oh. Mantle played. My first Yankee game was 1972. How do you like that? Uh, maybe maybe I'm younger yeah. than I think. Is this it? Is this it? We could do it on the air? We have a big surprise for you, Rabbi, Rabbi Adler. Uh, and that is that uh, because of the incredible work of your 
board member and parent Mark Zamek. He has tracked down the uh, where, where do I put this? Oh, that's this. Where do I put this? And where, where does that go? We, we have tracked down the Yusla Rosenblatt Achena. And we're going to do that for you on the air. Mazal Tov. Enjoy Saturday night. Enjoy Motsa'i Shabbat. It's an amazing accomplishment. It's incredible what's happening here at TAPC. And, and I want you to just kvel at, at Shep a lot of nachas this coming, uh, uh, at the Big Chanukat Abayat on Saturday night. Thank you so much. The greatest nachas is when I just walk around the classrooms and I see people learning with a smile on their face. I feel that I, I made some contribution uh, to generating that, and that is the greatest sense of nachas that anybody can experience, watching 290 people enjoying, enjoying their learning experience. You're amazing. Thank you so much, Mazal Tov. Here it mm-hmm. is, Yesla Rosenblatt. Believe it or not, Yesla Rosenblatt makes it into our TABC show at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M., there he is, the great cantor Yesela Rosenblatt, because uh, Rabbi Adler pointed out how he is his favorite, and we are celebrating here at TABC a little Yesela Rosenblatt with Achenu at J.M. in the A.M. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91 Point nine on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. And now we get to talk sports. Uh, Coach Bobby Kaplan, who's the chair of the athletic department here at uh, TABC, uh, is uh, right in front of me. Coach, welcome to the show. How you doing? You are the uh, AD, as they say. Correct. A lot of sports going on here. TABC takes its sports athletics very seriously. We do, and we're very proud of our program. You know when I knew they had a very serious coach here at TABC? I'll tell you when I knew. We sat together at a YU Max game, 
and there was an inbounds. You remember this? I don't know if you remember this. We were together at a YU Max game. Okay. And there was an inbounds pass on some play with like two seconds left at a half or something. And you turned to me and said, do you have a pen? I said, what do you need a pen oh, for? Oh, I remember that. Goes, I remember. I got to write down that play. <laughs> it was great. Did you great. see that? Did you see how that guy cut? That I knew. I said, wow, TABC's got a very serious AD. I do remember that. <laughs> I'm not sure if we ever used it successfully in a game, but uh, I do hey, remember Hey, not every that. play works, you know. That's correct. But you got to try them all. you got to try. How are the teams doing so far this year? Actually, uh, excellent. I believe our combined record is 17-2. and two. Wow. Which that would, is that truly would be incredible. hockey both leagues hockey, and basketball correct. both leagues. Wrestling hasn't started yet. Right. They're, they're going to get going, but they should be very successful as well. Are there obscure sports in the Bobby Kaplan AD department, like uh, bowling or uh, softball? Well, or, not uh, obscure, but... Uh, but they exist. They exist, yes. There really is a bowling team. We have a bowling team, which has won numerous championships in the Yeshiva League. Seriously? Yes. We have a track team. A good high school bowler team. would bowl what? 161. No, I've yes. never bowled a 160 in my life. Yes, we've had numerous kids bowl over 200. Really? Oh, yes. With those bumpers or without? <laughs> with the bumpers. Reminds He's me kidding, of, folks. He's reminds kidding. Reminds me of my first date with my wife. Yeah. She shot a 15 with the bumpers, so <laughs> yeah, bowling is not mine. <laughs> so you, you knew there was trouble there. How about a curling team? Do we have a curling team here yet? We're looking into it. Does, we need snow to fall for that to happen. Uh, artificial. We could do anything That's in this true. school. They could do anything. You know, it's interesting. And you're, you're sitting here with two brilliant coaches. The legendary Mo Fuchs is to your right. Mo, good morning to you. Good morning. Robert. How many? How are you? Move that mic up a drop. How many years have you been at TABC? 20 years. 20 years at TABC? 20 years. Are you? How many years are you? 19. Oh, my gosh. 20 years at TABC? Yes. With multiple championships. Uh, You've yes, carried the cup around many, many times. I'm trying to hide under the table now. <laughs> Thank you, Nachum. But uh, how does it, and it's it, we were discussing this at a TABC game recently. How do some schools gravitate toward expertise in basketball and others gravitate toward expertise in hockey? What what is it, or is it just hey, some kids start doing it and all of a sudden everyone's following? Well, I, I think with hockey that the most junior hockey program is like a minor league uh, operation. The kids learn skills. They learn how to play in a game. They see our facility. They see our coaching staff. And they naturally gravitate to us for high school. Right. So, so we're get able to get, start. yes, absolutely. So if there are schools in the Yeshiva League that are more basketball-oriented, chances are they're simply, their kids are simply spending more time at a young age it's playing possible. basketball. Correct. Simple Correct. as that. When Correct. did you know that TABC was turning into a serious hockey school? At what point during these 20 years was it obvious to you? Uh, that's a very interesting question, but, you know, it, it's hard to say exactly when, but I'd say in year three. Year three was the first year where we really took a leap, and the school was really growing at that point. Rabbi Adler was doing a fantastic job. Because when I started, there were 110 kids, because right. I was here two years after him. And uh, once we started making a jump from, like, 110 to, like, 180 and so forth and so on, and we were getting more and more kids to tryouts, so I'd say year three was really the big year. It was the first year we ever beat our rival MTA in a game. And that's when things really started right. to, and, and it was the next year that we won our first championship. So. We're joined by JV basketball coach Ellie Orlinski. Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good How many years have you been coaching here? 
This is my second. Very nice. You're like the rookie among everybody. The <laughs> rookie. I'm in. Uh, I'm in a proud alum. But you uh, should hear what I'm hearing about JV basketball. They've got a really good team this year. They absolutely do. How, are you enjoying it? Uh, I love it. Are the boys working hard? We work very hard. We work very hard. Uh, you know, I think all of our teams here work really hard. I think just to answer your question from before, I think what separates us is the amount of time and effort that the boys put in. Um, every team in every school practices, but. In this school, the hours uh, for practice and the commitment to working hard outside of practice, outside of the team, whether it's going to the gym, going to the JCC, doing things to kind of push yourself to the next level, I think helps separate separate us a little bit. And, uh, you know, the level of commitment from the coaches, scouting, so on and so forth, I wow. think really does There's does even a scouting them. department. Huh? Absolutely. Are you shocked by all this, that athletics in Yeshiva High School has taken on a life of its own in the last 20 years? It was not like this 20 years ago, right? Or no. 30, <laughs> certainly, it was not like that. Well, I can attest to the fact that it was not like this 30 years ago. How, about, how about 40 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you the main sport, in fact, probably the only sport, really, was basketball. Right, that was it. And 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 buried in the activities of the school, essentially, right, at that uh, point? Yes for some no. schools. Okay. For some schools. And yes. now it's like students choose their school based on sports programs. I hate to say it, but that's one of the main criterion for uh, selection. Right. So you never saw this coming, right? I mean, you didn't no, think it would it just, hit this level. It just grew and grew. There are so many sports now in the Yeshiva League. And we're we're constantly being badgered to add on more. Oh, we didn't mention volleyball, right? That's also well. Big. How right. about golf? Right, it's a sport in the yeshiva league. Uh, some schools actually get together for golf. Cross country? No, no, I haven't <laughs> heard that one yet. Uh, is there a debate who the greatest player in TABC hockey history is? Is there or there's no debate? There is no debate. Seriously, there's no debate. Who is there it? There is no debate. That was Yaakov Cooper, the greatest player in TABC history. Not a greatest player I ever coached in my life. What era? That was he graduated in 1998. And championship year or not? Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. multiple sports. Yes, this, this kid was special. Meaning uh, he played both basketball and hockey. Ba- basketball yes. and hockey, and he was just a super mensch and a super. He was able to keep up in his, 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 his academics and being in two sports. Yeah, like a, a 98 average in school. So this was somebody. Where is he today? We have any clue? Yes, yes, I do. As a matter of fact, because I'm in touch with him regularly. Actually, he learns in the mirror. He is married with two kids, and until a few years ago, before Rev Nussensfi Finkel was nifter, he used to go to Rev Nussensfi's apartment on Fridays and give sheer to Rev Nussensfi, the head of the mirror, the Russian sheer of the mirror. Does he know that he's the greatest player in TBC history? <laughs> I, I, I do talk to him about it. And actually, there are there are players of mine who've gone to Israel to sit and learn in the mirror with him, like winter break. Do they talk, talk shop? Do they Absolute, talk hockey? Absolutely. He comes back usually, and he'll come down and play. Unbelievable. I saw him circus time in Ramat Beit Shemesh. I was shopping with my grandkids, and all of a sudden I get a hug. And I turned around, this guy with a beard, I look at him, I said, oh, wow, Yaakov. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, that's, that's nice to have an alum like that. We're talking yes. about, you know. No, well, nobody wears his number 10 anymore. It's retired. Well, we don't put on the wall, but nobody wears his number 10. <laughs> there are schools, you know, who do that. Right, but. Well, now with the new gym. we got right, plenty well, of room. Are banners up in the new gym yet or not? We're working on that, exactly the placement, where, and so on. Wow, unbelievable. And Baruch Hashem, we have lots of banners. Um, and and hopefully the way our basketball team is going this year, hopefully under the we'll have more direction of Ushi Sullivan and Bobby Greenbloom, 
we'll have a nice banner up on the wall as oh, well. Oh, boy. Bobby's putting that challenge <laughs> out there. Uh, tell me Usher doesn't feel the pressure now <laughs> to bring home the big prize. Right about now, I'm sure he is. Uh, that's for sure. Speaking to Mo Fuchs, Bobby Kaplan, and uh, Ellie Orlinski, the athletic department here at the TABC. Uh, earlier I mentioned to uh, Rabbi Adler that one of the things about this um, – about this school, and you could say it about a lot of good uh, yeshiva high schools, is their, how they take everything seriously. The Torah is serious, the secular academics is serious, athletics is serious as well. And um, we always talk about what you learn from the different departments in school. And is there a way to convey how um, the area of midos, values, menschlichkeit, how it is developed when one is part of a team in a school like this? Yeah, Nachum, I'll be very honest with you. From day one, it was kind of a crazy thing when I uh, had my first tryout ever. And uh, I I never really realized at that point 20 years ago the difference a coach could make in a kid's life. But that first night at tryouts, one kid had asked me to take a shot, and I took a very good shot, and then I turned around and these kids were like jaws dropped. And then I started to realize that, you can really make an impact, and it was from that day forward. And I want to give a little shout-out here to my wife because I give her a lot of credit for this because she backed me on this, and for 20 years, you know, realizing that we can be role models, we meaning all coaches in all sports, in all schools for these kids. And it's so important. You know, when coaches are yelling at referees, the kids are going to yell at the referees, but it shouldn't be like that. First of all, this is yeshiva sports, but I've watched, first of all, professional refs mess up the Super Bowl. So I'm going to complain in a yeshiva league game. I just think as a general rule that coaches, we have such a great advantage. I talk about this all the time with principals. I'm not the parent. I'm not the teacher. I'm not the rebbe. And I'm there for something that they love. So we have such a great opportunity as coaches to be role models, to open up our homes Kids will come over Shabbos afternoon for desserts and schmooze or if there are issues and get involved in their lives. It's so important. We can make such a difference. And I have to tell you, just from a whole Midos perspective, in coaching in a sport like hockey, which you know. It's a rough sport. Passionate, passionate, physical. And I tell my guys all the time, if you can learn to control your emotions in a game like hockey, Kalva Homer is a husband, a father. You know, uh, it's so important. You know, when, you, when you're going to lose your temper. And I tell my guys all the time, you're never going to retaliate. And they'll say to me, why not? A kid smacked me in the head or called me something I don't like. And I said, you know why? Because when your boss does it or if your wife says something to you you don't like, you're not going to go back. You're going to take a deep breath and you're going to walk away. And things are going to be a lot better for you in life as you go forward. And if you learn to do it in hockey, you're going to learn to do it throughout the rest of the course of your life. It's so important. And I have to tell you, because now it's 20 years, and I have so many guys who are married for a long time, kids. (laughs) You know, I have kids, guys with five kids at this point, who have called me on a regular basis to say, I still think about being on the team and the lessons we've learned and the Midos you helped instill in us, and it's the greatest feeling in the world. But may I remind you that in my first day of yeshiva basketball many, many years ago, being being a big man especially, I was told... You get on the court, within the first minute, make sure the guy knows you're there. <laughs> so is there a delicate balance? Can you still let the guy know you're there in hockey while you're still behaving properly on the court? Nachum, I tell the guys all the time, 
the pain that you feel when a guy slashes you will go away, but what's on the scoreboard will last forever. That's, <laughs> That's the best revenge. Uh, That's put, put the puck in the net. Make him pay on the scoreboard. <laughs> That's it. That lasts forever. Talk is cheap, but what's on the scoreboard lasts forever. And how do you handle uh, a, a, a potentially hot-headed youngster who uh, you know wants to go ahead and jump off the bench and... Uh, at get at somebody just at the moment, I guess you if you have to if you have to take care of it, you take care of it and you speak to them afterwards. They 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 know right up front from day one what I expect from them from a Mido's perspective. Right. So it becomes fairly obvious and we have not had a misconduct in that respect in twenty years. So Very nice. You know. Well good luck. Thank it's you. gonna be a uh, an amazing season for the Yeshiva League and T A B C is one of the reasons. They're always one of the top teams, and uh, to Bobby Kaplan and Mo Fuchs and Ellie Orlinski, we say make it a very successful 5774 campaign, and hopefully uh, the students will be celebrating. I think there was a tradition once that if TABC wins, there's no school the next day or something, and you had to stop it because you were winning too often. Right? <laughs> something like that? Something to that effect. <laughs> we, we can put that in. So. <laughs> All right, JM in the AM, we are here on a Thursday morning broadcast from TABC, inviting everybody to come on down on Saturday night when the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel, is going to be the keynote speaker at the uh, Hanukkah Bayit, the dedication ceremony happening here in the TABC brand-new building. I didn't even ask these coaches about the brand-new gym and the size of the uh, of the brand-new facility here, which I guess is obvious that they must be enjoying it like crazy. We're spending, I guess, too much time talking about Midos and, uh, and about great hockey players who are now studying at Yeshiva in Israel for years. But, Mo, you give a thumbs-up to the new facility? Yeah? It's a beautiful gym? All right, there he goes. We, we have the, we have the, uh, the word that the, uh, uh, the school is uh, enjoying an amazing brand-new facility. A reminder that later today our stream continues at jmtheam.org. At 9 o'clock this morning, it'll be uh, Charlie Harari with the Book of Life, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life at 10 o'clock. I'll be doing a live lunch today, followed by Sound Advice with Dr. Lieberman. And then at 2 o'clock, what everyone's talking about, and that's uh, who can build the Manischewitz Hanukkah house uh, faster than anybody else. It happened this past Tuesday at the Levi Yitzchak Library in Cedarhurst. You get to hear it and see it uh, today at 2 p.m. on our website at jmnam.org and com. And I can tell you that uh, you will likely, if, you're, if you follow what goes on in our stunt show and with our staff competitions, you will likely be shocked at the outcome. Uh, in front of me, we have Rabbi uh, Benny Krohn, Limude Kodesh Department and Chesed Coordinator here at the TABC. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And Rabbi Rafi Mandelstam, who is uh, in the Limude Kodesh, Limude Kodesh Department here at uh, TABC, and that was at one time the program coordinator for YU's Center for the Jewish Future, TLN, the Torah Leadership Network, and uh, that is a program designed to enhance high school learning. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you very much. Uh, all right, tell me about the uh, about Chesed activities that go on here on a regular basis at TABC. What do our listeners need to know? Well, the, I think the key is that, like many yeshiva high schools, we have a requirement here that students fulfill a certain number of Chesed hours every every semester, but we don't. We try. What we try to do our best is to make sure they're not simply checking off the list, but we provide them with real meaningful experiences. And that's why we don't just send them off and say, "Fine, chesed hours." We spend time a couple of times a month. We'll take them to a soup kitchen. We'll take them to spend time with the elderly. We'll spend them, take them to work on hurricane sandy relief efforts, and we take them ourselves. Um, and we provide opportunities that are meaningful opportunities that should really change them as B'nai Torah. Yeah, most of these chesed hours that I'm familiar with are done outside of school on their own time, so to speak, with 
you know, uh, proof provided by their parents or whoever they need to, whatever supervisor of the program. But you actually are schlepping them along, huh? Well, because that way we give them opportunities that are that are meaningful and that are life changing. Right, they're unique. What's happened this year so far? Anything recently that we should know about? The, I mean, this about? year we had an opportunity the boys a couple of weeks ago to paint a uh, soup kitchen for for <coughs> excuse me, a homeless shelter for people who don't have uh, you know where to sleep, but to, to make the place look appropriate, we took the boys down to a place clearly they'd never even seen a homeless shelter in their life. And to have them something to walk in and understand. I think after they were done, we put the room back together, and they recognized that there was a we for these kids who don't have a, you know, forget it. You know, having a we at their house, have something to do while their parents, you know, are trying to find find a job. Is a couch and a, and a pack and play for children who don't have their own couch, their own pack and play. I think that was something the kids really internalized. Did really they get a chance to hear from some of the people there, or? Uh, get some words of appreciation from those who are living there at this point? They do. We try wherever we go, that wherever organization we go to see, we, we, we ask them if they can please spend the time first or at the, at the end speaking to the boys, explaining to them what it is that their organization does. And that way they don't simply feel that they, you know, uh, that they, uh, you know, paint a the, paint the wall, right. but, they, but they change their life. We also had the opportunity the last couple of weeks to run grade-wide chesed days. We took the day off from school almost the whole day for each grade. And each grade spent, you know, did break up into three, four, or five different groups and head off to different places around the, around the area to do chesed for the entire morning. And, Boy, uh, high school is different these days. Yeah, right. There's so much going on. It's unbelievable. Uh, Rafi, uh, how, uh, what do you have to say about the brand-new building? Now, we're focusing on this incredible new facility. Uh, Rabbi Krohn, what do you say about the brand-new building? It's fantastic. I, mean, I have to tell you, just the, 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 the power of a, of a new building, not you know, just, just to provide an opportunity for the boys to feel proud of where, where they learn Prouder where they go to school, prouder where they play basketball and hockey, and it provides just a little bit of extra space. The hallway's a little opener, and it really uh, it provides a, a real a real boost for everybody. Well, I appreciate you joining us here this morning, Rabbi Mandelstam. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? How are things in the Limude Kodesh department here at TABC? As far as I know, things are uh, <laughs> wonderful. What grades do you teach? So I teach all grades, as I'm sure you know by now that the uh, the way that it works here at TABC, the ninth and tenth graders right. combined, as well as the eleventh and twelfth. So I have uh, two Gemara Shiurim that I give to both of those types of different tracks. How long have you been here? This is actually my second year at TABC. And what do you think of the brand new building? Uh, it's wonderful. As I uh, just echo what Ray Crohn said, I think the biggest advantage of the new building is that you walk in the hallways, you feel like you're in a real school. I think comparing it to last year, where uh, you hear guys complaining, it's uh, the hallways are so narrow, you can't walk around. There's big seniors, you, you can't get by them. It's, you know, it's, you have to play running back a little bit to get to your class. I so, forgot to mention to Rabbi Adler that uh, we now have to tell all the other schools that the TABC hallway jokes have to stop. <laughs> you know, they have to real. It may take a couple of years to get the word out there. Exactly. But enough is enough. Exactly. That's been taken care of. The physical structure is much different than it was. Where do you hail from originally? Originally, I'm from uh, Jamaica States in Queens. Ah, not that far from here. Not so far. And no. how did you discover TABC? It's actually a great question. I was, uh, I was actually, uh, when my last year of Smicha, I was, uh, I was actually in uh, NYU. I was right. also teaching a little bit in MTA, and word on, a lot of the rebellion here got, got word out to me that TABC might be looking for a new Rebbe for next year, so I should look into it. That's what I, that's what I heard. Most of my experience with TABC, they were always the enemy. Growing up in Queens, I never, <laughs> I never had the opportunity to go all the way out here to, to Teaneck for, uh, for high school, so I actually went to MTA. And um, I don't know if people are familiar, but MTA and TABC, the competing all-boys schools, was quite a rivalry back in the day. I'm sure it still is today. When you said enemy, I think you meant colleague. I think. Oh, sure, sure, of course, <laughs> friendly, everything, sure. It is a friendly rivalry. Very isn't friendly it? rivalry, absolutely. 
Are you kidding me? We love the people over at FTA. Of course. Um, well, thank you both for joining us. Enjoy the brand new building. Mazal Tov and the Big Dedicate. You'll be here Saturday night? Yes, I understand. Very nice. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Uh, we're at TABC, everybody, and reminding everybody that the uh, big event is this coming Saturday night, the Chanukah Tabayit. If you're an alum, make sure to go to TABC.org for information and get your reservation in. And if you're a parent, you are invited. All parents in the community are invited to come down and participate on Saturday night. It is open to the public, and it will feature a keynote address by President Richard Joel of Yeshiva University. Plenty more coming up here on a Thursday, live from Teaneck at TABC at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM celebrating TABC. They have a big weekend, and we're kicking it off with this Thursday morning broadcast. The weekend culminates on Saturday night here at TABC because the Chanukah Tabayit, the official dedication and celebration of the brand-new building, will take place with a keynote address by uh, the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel. I am joined by Joey Bodner, who I will tell you, in addition to all his great work in the Jewish community and for the... Uh, and for Bergen County, and uh, for the uh, Jewish world in general, and all his great catering. Uh, in this context, I can tell you he's one of the people who encouraged me to become a TABC parent. And this morning, that's the most important thing. Uh, Joey, welcome to the show. I, I hope you want to say thank you. I do want to say thank you. I thanked Rabbi Adler profusely. I certainly have to thank you. You said you will enjoy your experience as a TABC parent, and you will not regret it. And you were right. And as we talked about, we were in high school together, and I said that... Uh, what? I'm your age? <laughs> we were in high school together? Okay, so you're a little bit younger. <laughs> Look who's here. Who's that? High school. Mark Dollar. Ah, Mark Dollar is here. We're either, here we go. Let's do the reunion right now. <laughs> Mark says 10 seconds after we I know. Box I know. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I just saw his brother Eli. just came in from Israel. Another uh, MHS alone. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I said to you that uh, the experience that we had in that family type environment and Rabbi Adler heard earlier said about keeping the school to a certain size that was kind of the experience that we had and enjoyed and I thought that could be as closely replicated nothing could be the Masifta but uh, to be closed and the difference between my two children they're completely opposites and TABC was a perfect fit for both of them I think that's what I told you that I felt was so amazing and uh, they're both wonderful experiences and I sent my son off to Enzi's Waikolo only to grow to go to YU right. after his two years of Shalvim, and now he's in TABC Kolo that you talked about earlier. On Fridays. On Fridays, the other here the Kolo. So it's uh, pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. I, I hope he doesn't go for the hat trick and continue thinking after YU he's going to be in Kolo. <laughs> <laughs> because NCSY Kolo, TABC Kolo, and then you're worried about Kolo. <laughs> so, Neil, get, Neil, get the message to you, get it out of your system now. <laughs> Well, it's a good place. It's a it's a wonderful place, and uh, we we've gotten the perspective of many people this morning about the brand new building. From your perspective, what do you think of the magnitude of this brand new building? I can walk through the hallway now. <laughs> Even you, huh? No, it, it, it's really awesome. I actually got a tour last week, and uh, it's pretty amazing. I think the only hard part about Neil coming to college is looking around at the building and says, "Where was I when this?" <laughs> I know that. By the way. We've been through that, right. where where all of a sudden campuses change for the better like crazy the second we leave. Uh, Joey Bodner is here, and I introduce Nancy Edelman. Nancy Edelman is, uh, is the Art Appreciation uh, Department, uh, English Department, Curriculum Coordinator here at TABC, and someone we know for quite a while. Thank you very much for joining us and for welcoming us to TABC this morning. Hi. Good morning. Great to have you here. So what could you tell us? about the uh, secular studies in general here at TABC, especially as it relates to English and art and all the different things that you're involved with? Um, well, we continually um, work on improving everything that we're doing and thinking about how all the pieces fit together. And um, I just, in the 15 years that I've been here, we've built an incredible, incredible program where the kids are challenged on every level um, and in multiple disciplines. Um, so it's, it's a very exciting it's, well, it's always exciting because we're always doing new things. Are they doing well in the English department, the students? My students are doing beautifully. What about <laughs> what about AP English Literature? Because I believe that it's impossible to do well in AP English Literature. Am I right or wrong? I have a fabulous group. I have um, 
13 AP English students this year who nah, are come on. reading Crime and Punishment, and um, we're having a really great conversation about that. So my, stu- my students do, do very well in the class. AP um, courses in general are killers, <laughs> right? Not, not, not really. I mean, not if they're just very challenging. Right. Um, you know, um, one of my best AP English students from last year is now studying at Yale. He just emailed me what he's the books that he's reading. Is he, really in, great. is he in he's an English Yale literature right uh, major? He's taken, no, he's not. He hasn't declared a major, but he's um, he's just loving all the. Are there the English literature there. majors in our community? In well, general, uh, it does yes. happen, huh? I, I think it does. It's not the. It's not I, in the, our community. It's not, not <laughs> no, meaning the worldwide Jewish community. I think it's, that it's, there it's, are not, many. it's not the dream think, of every Jewish mother, you know. I think that there are many, and some of my favorite. I have. A, I have. A, I remember a student here who's, who who. Uh, is I think a doctor, but he double ma- he majored in um, pre med and English, right. and now went, went to law school. So it's Maybe a great, that's a, a Jewish major. mother's dream. I, you know, English is not the only thing we do here. No, so. no I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, art appreciation. So for some students, they may say that those two words don't go together, right? Because it's very difficult sometimes to right. appreciate art or have an appreciation. Right. How do you develop? Uh, in students, especially boys, an appreciation for art. So it's really interesting that you say, especially boys, because y- yesterday in one of my classes, one of my students said, "You know, it's interesting because we don't always associate art in our, you know, or people right. don't say, think of boys. They said, how come all the artists are men?" Mm. And I said, "That's a really good point." And I, what happens in my class is that my students come into the class and they think art, and they're mesmerized. They have really interesting insights into what they're looking at. I take them to the Metropolitan Museum of Art every year. I go twice a year with different classes, and it's just, it's an incredible experience for them. And they'll, e- they'll email me later. Um, I just did, actually, Joey Bodner's son emailed me when he was taking art, art history at, at YU. Guess what? We learned the painting that you taught us today. I have the email from him. So you, g- you gave them good training. <laughs> you gave them a good foundation in art. Nancy Edelman is here. Um, the uh, TABC Literary Journal, I assume that's an extracurricular activity. That's something huh? that's not required for a student to be part not. of. Yeah. And, so tell me what goes into it. What types of uh, literary works, um, articles, poetry are, are included? Anything that students want to have written that's creative, short stories, stories. Um, Drawings, photographs, poetry. Um, in my class, my students, I make them write a lot of poetry. Really? Um, I actually have three students going to Flatbush today for the Yeshiva League Poetry Slam. There is a poetry slam mm-hmm. happening today. Yeah, so some of those, a lot of those students write for the Literary Journal. But it's just a great way for the kids to express themselves, and they do a beautiful job with the, the layout. Some poetry slams have gotten a lot of attention recently. Yeah. So actually, um, the bo- um, Ethan Metzger's... His Poem, piece is his all piece. over the place. So yeah. I actually, my, my English class, we watched the video of that, and then they, they, they had an assignment to write their own, um, to make their own spoken word poem in the style of, of Ethan Metzger. Wow. And they, and they did. He's now a whole category of poetry. Whole thing. Yeah. It was wonderful. Unbelievable. Was you got they some nice very results? Inspired. Yeah. Very inspiring. Yeah. And we spoke about this earlier because, uh, I mean, thank God in our community we have, and I mean the Yeshiva High School community mm-hmm. of this area, we have some really talented kids mm-hmm. in athletics and in Torah study and secular studies. Uh, it, it must be amazing when some of this comes out in the in the ways. I mean, I remember, I remember, I only discovered that I knew how to write mm-hmm. because of a certain college professor. So I'm sure kids are only realizing that you know that they know, rather, how to put together a poem or how to put together, I don't know, a drawing, a story, etc., only because you're encouraging them to do so and reassuring them that they have the tools to do it. 
Right. Must be a great feeling to see the final yeah. product. Well, one of the also the great things is that they, it's not just that they're using their skills in English. I mean, the, the Kol Torah is such a big deal in the right. school, so their writing skills really get used in all different, you know, in many, many different ways. Um, and so it's all reinforced in everything that they do. Right. And, and it's certainly, you know, in, in um, AP U.S. history and, and not just AP history, you know, they have our ninth graders write, um, you know, full-length research papers on a topic in, in world history. And, you know, we start with the writing from very early on. We have a writing class in the 10th grade, which is only focused on writing. Um, just for the kids to develop a, a voice in writing. So their so. skills and abilities have a tremendous crossover here. Yes. Being absolutely. utilized in every department. Yes. Well, look, uh, you know that uh, I'm a very happy TABC parent. And I've loved I think your, 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 your uh, children. I appreciate <laughs> that. I think you're one of the most uh, amazing teachers here. So thank, thank you very you. much for joining us. Continue your great work. Thank and I'm you. sure you're enjoying the brand new building. It's, it's wonderful. And I have room to do all of the group work <laughs> and projects that I always wanted to do in my classes that I really was, we were so cramped before. So now we can put the kids in groups and they can work around the room and it's wonderful. Very nice. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. There, uh, there's Nancy Edelman and uh, she's starting another day of great teaching here at TABC in the brand new building. We remind everybody that we have the uh, we have the uh, amazing Hanukkah Tabayit coming up this Saturday night in the TABC building. 8.15, 8.30, when does it start Saturday night? 8.15 I believe, right? 8.15 this coming Saturday night and everyone's invited, the public's invited and certainly, uh, all alumni are encouraged to come. Uh, information online at tabc.org. That's tabc.org. Now, a lot of people here sitting behind me know me very well. ZK, Miriam Wallach. Do you think I can read this handwriting? Yes or no? Not a chance, right? I know. Now, Mark thinks I can actually read it. I'm going to give it a shot. Is it Tzvi Kamenetsky? It is Tzvi Kamenetsky. Where's Tzvi? Welcome to the show. I was able to read your name, thank God. And Hillel and Yehuda Kozlo are here. Who's who? I'm Yehuda. You're Yehuda. Welcome to the show, Yehuda. Thank you. And Hillel, welcome to you. Thank you. Where are you guys from, the Kozlos? Uh, Bergenfield. Oh, Bergenfield, New Jersey. Uh, stones throw from here, as they say. And Svi, where are you from? I'm from Teaneck. Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, what grades are you guys in? Ninth. Everybody? We're no, both I'm freshmen. I'm a junior. You're a junior, and you're obviously twin... Ninth graders. Yeah. Very good. Uh, nice to meet all of you. Um, so from the student perspective, Tzvi, what is the new building like? What's it like to uh, have this new facility here in Teaneck, New Jersey, housing TABC? I think it's really exciting for all the students. It was it was a little cramped before now. The hallways you can move around and uh, the new gym. There's a lot more places, a lot more places to go, a lot more exciting. People people have a lot people have a lot to say about the new school and it's uh it's, uh, it's fun to come to school every day. Oh, are uh, people out of school talking about it? It's yeah. A, it's a big topic of conversation? Yeah. And people, a lot of other schools are jealous? A lot of other schools are <laughs> jealous. It's a, it's a nice building now. It's, uh, it looks nice, and it, and it feels good when you come to school every day. And how's the spirit of the school since the new building went up? Do you feel a better, uh, I don't know, a picked-up energy? A nice definitely definitely picked-up energy. We had, we had a huge opening night of basketball where virtually the entire school showed up. And uh, and was going crazy on the on the opening night with the in the first day of the new gym, so uh, so it's definitely been uh, been increasing energy this year. I with heard the, with the new building. I heard that was quite a night. Yes, a big celebration. Yes. Have you guys, Hillel and Yehuda, met other uh, twins or multiples in the school yet? Have you? Uh... I think we're the only twins in the school. You're the only twins in the school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we can't even say that because our mine are a set of triplets. 
So they're uh, they're not, that's interesting. Sometimes sometimes you have schools in our community which have a tremendous number of sets of multiples. Um, so what is your perspective being a ninth grader and having just walked into the school and not knowing the old building? How does this look to you? It's a really nice school, and even when I came to visit last year, I remember thinking it was a little bit cramped. But now the hallways are wide, there are huge lockers, and it's really a great building. Very nice. And uh, Hillel, what do you say? Yeah, well, uh, the school's very nice, and the student lounge is very nice, and there's two gyms, so there's always room to play. So they got the job done right, huh? Yeah. No question about it. I want to I wanna wish all of you good luck as you continue in this school year, and thank you very much for joining us. Good luck on your four-year career here at TABC, and you're enjoying already your third year here, yes. which thank is you. nice. So continue good luck to, both, to all of you. And thanks for joining us this morning. JM and the AM as we meet some of the students here at TABC as we celebrate the Hanukkah Tabayat, which is coming up this Saturday night in Teaneck, New Jersey. I want to remind everybody about a couple of events in our community calendar. Uh, first of all, keep in mind that today's the day that the big competition of who can build the Manashevitz Hanukkah house the fastest is actually going to be on our stream at jmnam.org and nachomsegel.com. You'll be able to hear it and see it. Starting at 2 o'clock this afternoon, you may be surprised by some of the results. I'm not going to give out any other hints, but I will tell you that it is a fascinating competition. It was done this past Tuesday night at the Levi Yitzchak Library, uh, courtesy of our friends in Manashevitz. And a big thank you to our friends at Corin Publishers, who've donated to the library an incredible Corin Shas in honor of the occasion. It really is a very special event. You'll see and hear what happened at 2 o'clock this afternoon on our stream at JM and the AM. Org. Also, in honor of uh, Soul Farm's visit to JM and the AM earlier this week, Mark Zomik has chosen Soul Farm for Album of the Week coming up later this afternoon on our stream. So check that out. Don't forget that Charlie Harari and Miriam L. Wallach with their programs follow us here at JM and the AM uh, starting at 9 o'clock this morning. A reminder that Stage has a presentation today on a unique women's volunteerism event happening at Congregation Talmud Torah 1305 Coney Island Avenue, 10 Avenues, I and J in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, stage presents Ripe as a Ramon, Women Gathering for Inspiration, Purpose, and Action. That happens today at 12 noon at Talmud Torah of Flatbush. Uh, information, go to stage.org, S-T-A-J-E.org, S-T-A-J-E.org. A reminder that Congregation 8's Chaim in Queens presents her by Dr. Joshua Berman. This coming Shabbos, both Friday night and Shabbos day, uh, delivering lectures at the shul on 73rd Avenue in Kew Gardens Hills. Information, you can contact the synagogue. And uh, Shlomo Katz is going to be live in concert at the Kalbach Shul this coming Saturday night beginning at 8 p.m. Concert uh, Doors will open at 8. The concert will begin at 8.30. Shlomo Katz is in from Israel. He performs live at the Kalbach Shul on West 79th Street this coming Saturday night in New York City. The uh, Hanukkah Tabayit here at TABC takes place this coming Saturday night beginning at 8.15, uh, 1600 Queen Anne Road in Teaneck in the brand-new TABC building. If you are uh, an alum, you're encouraged to make sure to be here. All parents and, of course, the public is invited to come and participate. Keynote speaker will be President Richard Joel of Yeshiva University. That is all happening this coming Saturday night beginning at 8.15 in Teaneck, New Jersey, with a dessert reception to follow. For information, you go to the website at TABC.org. That's TABC. Dot org. Go to a uh, selection from Shlomo Katz, who is in concert this coming Saturday night in Manhattan. And then more coming up from TABC on a JM in the AM Thursday morning broadcast.
dedicate to my dear friend and Rebbe, Zalman Feiglin.
JM and the AM. I want to take this opportunity to thank um, uh, to thank the people that have really kept us connected to uh, TABC, and that would be uh, Adam Zamek, uh, Yosef Siegel, Yoshua Siegel, David Fertig, uh, Joey Katz, all current students who are from the JM and the AM family who really keep us connected to TABC. Uh, I see Chava Siegel's here. I don't think she goes to TABC. Do you go to TABC? <laughs> I see some of the people from uh, Maya Note have come on over to say good morning to us. I appreciate that very much. Um, so thank you to the students of TABC who are part of the JMM family and make us very proud to be TABC parents. And uh, there are other students associated with us who are now alumni that made us very proud and continue to do so. And a big thank you to... Um, uh, Mark Zamek and Miriam Wallach and everybody who had a role in putting together today's show, including ZK here and Stan in the studio. The staff that's required just to do a quote-unquote simple radio show is sometimes hard to believe. We have a couple of students who are going to be um, joining us here in the last couple of minutes. Aryeh Krischer is here from Teaneck, New Jersey. Aryeh, welcome to the show. Great to be here. How do you enjoy TABC? I, I like it a lot. Is this a typical Thursday? Is this how Thursday usually starts in TABC? <laughs> usually I'm at breakfast now. What? <laughs> and you'd rather be on a radio show instead Much. of eating breakfast? Absolutely. Well, welcome to the show. Have you declared a major yet? Oh, excuse me. That would be college. That would not be high school. Although the way high schools are going these days, we're probably going to get to that point at some point. But do you have a favorite subject here? Is, they, I, is there a time of day that you look forward to more than any other? Yes. It's right right after Chumash in the morning, which is one of my favorite classes. I have my favorite class, which is calculus with, which, with Mrs. Stein. And that's a class I really enjoy. She's a great teacher, and it's a fascinating subject. Calculus is your favorite subject? Yes. My gosh. Wow, your parents must be proud. <laughs> when people ask me in high school my favorite subject, I usually said lunch. I so, don't actually have lunch. So that's your line. I'm sorry. Michael Hurt is here from Bergenfield, New Jersey. Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. What grade are you in? I'm in 12th. Do you have a favorite time of day, or seniors don't really have a favorite time when it comes to school? Yeah, it's kind of free period all day. But um, <laughs> I was going to say lunch. You kind of stole my thunder with that joke. I'm but, sorry uh, about that. It's okay. I, my second answer would be Gamar. It's great to be in Sheer analyzing the Gamara. Who's uh, your Rebbe? Rebbe Nachbar. Very nice. Yeah. And he's giving a high-quality shear every day? Definitely. That's wonderful. I'll tell you, the calculus, Gemara, very impressive. This is what you guys say right off the bat. Uh, have you announced any plans for next year? Are you also a 12th grader? I am in 12th grade. Also, so have you have you both announced plans for next year yet? Um, no, I mean, I'm visiting Israel in a week. Very I'm nice. going to visit a few places, Shalvim, Yeshivat Akota, and uh, Yeshivat Haratzion, but I'm not sure yet. All right, very good. We wish you luck and with whatever you decide. How about yourself? Uh, like Mike, I'm, I'm considering going to Israel next year. I haven't made any final decisions yet. All right, so this is it. This is the time of year to start thinking about what the future brings. Uh, you'll look back at your four years in TABC. Uh, aside from being upset that the building got completed for your last year and not for one of your <laughs> earlier years, but what will you be thinking as you look back at these four years? I'll be w- wondering where all that time went. I'll be I'll be remembering all the great – since the time I walked in, since the time I walked out, it's been uh, four years of basically constant – growing and knowledge i've grown so much it's unbelievable it's also unbelievable how short a time it's been and that's really what i'm going to be looking back on nice message how about you michael yeah i'm just going to be looking for more and uh i'm going to take the tools that um i'm going to use those tools that i developed here in tabc and uh and definitely bring it forth uh what the, the next few years of my adult life bring bring me uh pleasure meeting you and thank, thank you, you for joining us here this my morning pleasure. michael hurt Arya krischer uh, Rabbi Adler has sat back down. Rabbi Adler, what an introduction. 
a student telling us that calculus is his favorite time of the day, another student saying his Gemara Shear is his favorite time of the day, and both of them are seniors. It's not like they're, you know, they've just started and they don't know about all the other cool stuff that's going on here at school. That must be a great introduction for you. Certainly was, no doubt. Unbelievable. By the way, Rabbi Adler, and I'm so glad you're back for the final few minutes because I believe that there was something I neglected to do earlier, and that is that now uh, all of us together uh, in the TABC family, I believe, have to declare to all the other high schools out there that have been joking about the TABC hallways and have been criticizing them all these years. And now the jokes are over. Now there's plenty of space, there's plenty of room, and all the different jokes about traffic jams and about uh, surfing through the crowd and everything just to get from one class to another, unfortunately for them, that has to come to an end. Unfortunately, we're going to have to develop a new culture of jokes about the new building at TABC. The old ones have been long buried. The uh, new building is amazing. It's incredible. It gives everyone opportunity. I liked speaking to faculty members this morning and hearing how their day is enhanced by the new building. Space to do things, it actually affords an opportunity to expand their program, not just have more room, but expand what they're able to do with the students, which must give you a great feeling. Certainly is. Certainly does. Uh, there are more uh, offices available for faculty meet with the students privately. Uh, the larger, enlarged uh, classroom has given uh, teachers an opportunity to bring in project-based learning, uh, which often uh, requires uh, props and, and the like, and uh, it, it's made it uh, a very challenging and interesting environment. Uh, we mentioned some of this earlier, but I think it's appropriate as we uh, wrap things up and get ready for Saturday night to say it in a different way uh, one more time. Uh, we, we spoke about past presidents. We spoke about uh, uh, past boards. We spoke about the current president and board and everybody who's involved and everybody who had this vision of creating this building and seeing it come to fruition. It is impossible from your perspective to run this school without an active parent body and without a board that cares. And without Mark earlier, Mark Zomik called it an active and vocal board. But you wouldn't have it any other way, correct? That is correct. Uh, it is impossible for any single individual um, to create an environment where uh, this would take place. And uh, I appreciate serious, devoted parents who have the best interest of the school at heart uh, they recognize that academic decisions are not within their purview. Uh, they make uh, suggestions. Uh, and as long as they're willing to work for the betterment of the school in a cooperative environment, that's only to the advantage of TABC. And this year's board has distinguished itself in, in that regard in terms of uh, the president in particular being willing to listen to other uh, perspectives, um, uh, gathering the information and then making a, uh, a a decision based on consensus rather than a dictatorial policy as happens uh, from time to time with presidents of institutions. If you, in fact, were the one um, when you invited the president of Yeshiva University to be here this Saturday night, what was his reaction? Uh, he was honored and delighted. Uh, we happened to be one of the largest, if not the largest, feeder to Yeshiva University of any Yeshiva high school uh, across the United States. Uh, ideologically, philosophically, um, Yeshiva University and TABC have uh, similar, uh, remarkably similar uh, themes and, uh, and expression. And I, I, I know that he felt uh, honored uh, to, to be invited, and I'm certain that uh, he'll have a message that's relevant 
uh, to our parent body as well as to the broader Jewish community. No question about it. Uh, Mazal Tov again to you and to the entire staff. It has been a, a great morning for us. I think a wonderful kickoff for what's going to be happening on Saturday night. Finally, you get a chance to sit back and enjoy it, to celebrate the Shep Nachas. And uh, although you do Shep Nachas every day, it seems, from all these youngsters who surround you. Certainly do. It's amazing what's going on here. And uh, it's also incredible that you find the time to deliver a shear each and every day, but you must have incredible satisfaction by the uh, the growth you see in all the students in their Talmudic studies on a daily basis. No doubt. My most uh, enjoyable time is uh, 10 to 9 till 10.15, when I have an opportunity to sit in my class and uh, challenge them to become the next Rabbeinu Tam, the next Rabbi Kiveger, uh, and to develop their ability to think, to learn, to enjoy the learning process the greatest satisfaction that any human being can experience. I hope they're not angry at me because it seems I've taken away from the beginning of their class. Well, they are delighted. <laughs> no problem, huh? As dedicated as they are. Rabbi Adler, Mazel Tov, and thank you. Thank Great you to see you. Nachos. We will see you on Saturday night at the big celebration. Thank Everybody, you. Thank, you. thank you, TABC. Thank you, TABC. It's been a great morning, and we should all continue to Shep Nachas from the accomplishments of our children, not just here, but everywhere in the Yeshiva High School system and all through the Jewish world, as we know that the, the children, the youngsters, the teenagers, they, of course, are the future of the Jewish world. Uh, we want to create leaders, leaders in the world of academics, leaders in the world of community involvement, leaders even in the world of athletics and, uh, and other uh, 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 industries and, uh, and uh, areas of organizational life that may be a bit more unusual or off the beaten path. And uh, thank God we had uh, an opportunity this morning to spend time with hundreds of students who are heading in that direction, courtesy of our friends at TABC. The Hanukkah Tabayat takes place on Saturday night. Uh, the public is invited. Alumni are encouraged to be here and celebrate Richard Joel's topic. The theme of his address will be lighting the fire and building our tent. And it will happen right here at the brand-new Beit Knesset in the brand-new Torah Academy of Bergen County building in Teaneck, New Jersey. Everybody can go to the web at tabc.org in order to uh, get information. And a special shout-out to Ms. Honig, who we didn't speak to on the air this morning, but I am sure is always getting tremendous nachas from the students of TABC. Thank you very much uh, to everybody who has uh, welcomed us here this morning. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. JMTheAM.org. A big thank you to uh, Mark Zamek and Miriam L. Wallach uh, for uh, hosting us and producing our show this morning. A um, very big thank you to ZK, who's here on site, and, of course, to Stan back in our studio for engineering this morning. And a big thank you to the entire TABC community. Bergen County has been called JM and the AM country, and if that's the case, then TABC is the capital of JM and the AM country. And we thank everybody here for their incredible uh, devotion and dedication to great Jewish radio. All day long on the stream, you have fantastic programming, beginning now with Charlie Harari, and then followed by Miriam L. Wallach. And don't forget, at 2 o'clock today, you can hear and see what went on in our latest incredible uh, network competition as part of the stun show at 2 o'clock. And uh, that is courtesy of our friends at the uh, Levi Yitzchak Library and Manischewitz, and we thank them. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>